Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Critically Important Podcast. Uh, I'm Jason, as always. We got Espo here. Hey, everybody. And we have our first guest from the Bucket Up Podcast. We want to welcome Ty Doyle to the show. Hello. I don't know if I'm supposed to do the thank you for having me here stuff. I'd be, it'd be polite. Thank but. you for having me here. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're wondering why I didn't introduce Mallory, it's because she woke up this morning with a terrible migraine. So she is on drugs right now. The prescribed kind that you get at a pharmacy over the counter. So yeah, we wish her. We wish her. You know, I don't want to say we wish her well, but we hope she gets better. Yeah, That's, yeah. right, Espo. You're you're being really sad. <laughs> do, do you not want her to recover from a migraine? I have an Ivan Drago mentality. If she dies, she wow. dies. Wow. <laughs> Just kidding. Hopefully, you get better, Mallory. I definitely wanted her to be here so I could ask her about her Adam Driver thirst tweets on Twitter. Oh so. man, yeah. her her account's a thirst and Adam Driver thirst account. Her. <laughs> she loves Adam Driver. Adam Driver's a big thing, I guess, because like um, at in the office, uh, this girl on her desk has like a life size cutout of Adam Driver, huh. like next to her desk, and I'm just like. If you love Adam Driver, you, you love really Adam love Driver. Him, I mean, I love Adam Driver, but um, yeah. But we're happy to have Ty here, absolutely, um, filling in. Hopefully, we can get you know him back. Well, we'll see how the show goes. But yeah, <laughs> we can get, get more guests. Yeah, he was going to be a guest anyway. Also, even if Mallory was going to be on the podcast, so this, these are a first, a first official guest. No, I'm replacing her. You guys, yeah. don't, don't, don't give away all. Don't give away. Give away all about the scenes stuff, but yeah. So Jason, let's kick it off. So yeah. So uh, since our last podcast, uh, it, we it was uh, announced, well, not announced, but it was the fifth anniversary of Robin Williams passing. Uh, Espo celebrated by rating a bunch of his movies two and three stars on the Letterboxd app. <laughs> so <laughs> Robin Williams was in a bunch of okay movies, true, and a handful of really bad ones. Yeah, mm. I mean, like most people, if they did Patch Adams. Jacob the Liar and Bicentennial Man there would have careers so I like Patch Adams but you like pa- what? I'm, I like Patch Adams I don't think it's great but I like Patch Adams I like Robin Williams and I forgot the actor's name but um, she was in Con Air she played Nicolas Cage's wife in that movie but she's also the the main character in Patch Adams and, and Philip like Seymour Hoffman's in Patch Adams yeah Philip wow. Seymour's in it too um, I do not remember any of that movie other than him being a clown right? it's, it's not great yeah. but, <laughs> uh, but you know like I said, sometimes Robin Williams was definitely a presence, mm-hmm. so you're just happy yeah. when you saw him in True. a movie. Absolutely. Like for me, I like the Night in the Museum movies, mm-hmm. but I like them more because Robin Williams was in them, and he played a great Teddy Roosevelt, and he was Absolutely. good in all of those movies. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, yeah. so what's everybody's favorite Robin Williams movie? You have to pick one, one role, like his best role. Man, there are so many great ones. I mean, the ones that come to mind. Uh, well. I mean, I love Goodwill Hunting. I mean, be, that's my pick. Yeah, Goodwill Hunting's incredible. I yeah. think he won an Academy Award for yeah, it, Sporting Actor. Yeah. Um, he's just wonderful. I think um, Dead Poet Society, another classic. absolutely classic with him. Um, young Ethan Hawke um, doing his thing. Um, and even like the roles where he like went out of his comfort zone. Yeah. Um, Insomnia, Christopher Nolan uh, directed Insomnia with yeah. Al Pacino and Hilary Swank, a uh, detective movie. Robin Williams plays the bad guy yeah. in that one. Uh, That's a great restrained performance. Yeah, Awakenings is another performance where he's very restrained and it's very nuanced and not the typical, you know, 
you know, amped up to 11 Robin Williams that we yeah. all are used to all the time. Right. So. One Hour Photo is another very creepy movie where he plays a weird person. You know, Death the Smoochies, another one where he comes out and, yeah. you know, so he, he, he's done such, like, really great work throughout his career and, you know, no matter really what, you know, he did, he was always like, Robin Williams was one of those people that when you saw in a movie, you're like, oh, Robin Williams. Yeah, it was like the security so, blanket yeah, when I'm you happy. were a kid, you know. I'm happy he's in this. And like yeah. you said, you know, some of his movies didn't turn out the way you want them to be, but some of them come at through and become classics. You know, oh, Hook, yeah. you know, not the greatest movie in the world, right. but I love Hook. No, what I was going to say was yeah. my favorite. You Hook? know, it's not like you guys are naming all like the actual good movies. No, no. no I, I loved Hook growing up as a kid. That was yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. yeah, Hook is so cool, and it's like such an early Spielberg that like yeah. it's one of those weird ones where mm-hmm. it's like okay Spielberg yeah. he'd go on to do some other stuff but like yeah. Hook uh, you yeah. know and like again he was just one of those people and like even the movies that were like not big in the box office or like I love a movie called World's Greatest Dad which is very dark that's Bob Keckle who directed it right um, I believe so yeah. but his son commits suicide um, by a very uh erotic way erotic asphyxiation I don't know if oh. you guys know what that means is yeah. but yeah. so he, he yeah, yeah yeah so he does that and he, uh, Robin Williams is a struggling writer mm-hmm. um, but his son wrote essentially a suicide note and he makes that suicide note like he writes the rest of his suicide note and then like people are like you know oh my gosh he was such a misunderstood thing so he keeps writing these notes as the disguise of his son to be and like then he published it was it's a very dark comedy but he's great in it because like i said robin williams can do that Mm -hmm. you know creepy stuff um but yeah and like i said you know you have the other spectrum you know the mrs doubtfires and things like that which i think is like what most people like love him for yeah yeah it's great it's sad you know, it's one of those things of uh, be nice to everybody because you don't know the battles they're right. facing. Yeah. And right. even if something looks good on the outside, like it's Robin Williams. You know, right. like, you know, a year before that, he was on a CBS show with Michelle, Michelle Geller, and yeah. just like everything looked fine. Oh, yeah. And then you never know what people are going through. Right. So yeah. be nice to people. And, you know, no matter, everybody's life is different, but, you know, yeah. just sad. Yeah. But you know who else? didn't have any Robin Williams movies listed on his favorite movies list Magic Johnson <laughs> so Magic Johnson celebrated his 60th birthday by what a segue I know I know he didn't rate any of his movies even two or three stars but he so for his 60th birthday he released like 60 lists of like oh Michael, Magic Johnson's top 60 things and one of them is movies uh, they're all in alphabetical order except for The Godfather which he has number one I'm assuming that means it's his favorite movie mm. uh, but going through this list like a lot of the classic African American cinema movies that you would expect are here. So do the right thing, you know, Malcolm X, uh, like Black Panther, uh, you know, New Jack City, Boys in the Hood. They're all on here. Uh, he's also apparently he's a big James Bond fan. He's got some old school James Bond movies Training on here. Day on there. Training Day, yeah, no. Wow. No, it's not. I was just about to say, he put all the black movies on there so he didn't get yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But no Training Day? <laughs> I don't so know, he, yeah, it, it looks like he likes mob movies because in addition to The Godfather, he's got Goodfellas he's, and Scarface he's a dad. on here. Dad yeah. loves mob but, movies. Yeah. And some sports movies, so Jerry Maguire's here. Mm-hmm. But on here, he has really two movies uh, that I'm wondering why. Well, I kind of understand why, but uh, he has Green Book. And Driving Miss Daisy on here. They're the same movie. They are. Yeah, <laughs> they are yeah Green the Book just movie. updated Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. They just reverse. Yeah. They really are. I, I don't know. You just going off of Magic Johnson's like personality. He probably just enjoys like 
something like that that's like super happy heartfelt yeah like I said yeah. like sentimental it's a parent movie yeah like, yeah. movies are parent movies and like if you follow him on Twitter you know how like direct all his tweets are yeah, so he yeah. probably just loved that like direct like racism is bad and there's good white people yeah. you know what I mean yeah. so, like, of course he probably enjoys those types of movies so and I when you have yeah. as much time on your hands as he does now now that he's off the Lakers uh, he's not in the front office yeah, no. anymore you know he can make six. you said 60 lists well, that was I'm, I'm, I was just joking. It was oh, like okay. eight or ten. Okay, my, it just felt like sixty. Time. My favorite one is like top sixty people who helped me with my basketball like career yeah. or something. Yeah. Like random list magic, but yeah. okay. Steve Novak. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He also has a list of top 60 TV shows. I just love the image of Magic Johnson watching Judge Judy. <laughs> She's the goat, man. I get it. Everything I learned about contracts, I learned from Judge Judy. She, mm. makes, that she stuff. makes so much money. She does. Yeah. No, so that makes sense. Get paid. Yeah. That's awesome, though. I mean, yeah. he, that's there, cool. There's some good movies on here, though. There are. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know if I would have put... Uh, Beverly Hills Cop in my top 10 I do like Beverly Hills Cop I don't cop. think it's a, I think he just did alphabetical so I don't think this is like <laughs> yeah. you know what now I look at yeah, it it's like A, B, 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 B except for The Godfather so huh. give me Beverly Hills Cop 3 and now we're talking yeah yeah cause he has he has Shaft and then Shaft the new Shaft in his top which 16. would even be in my top <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> That's the most egregious. I haven't even seen the new Sham. I don't want to like, but come on, man. Top 60. Um, it's always hard to like, you know, finding, like making those lists because like 60 movies is a lot. But it at is. the end of the day, when you think about it, I mean, everybody's different. But like, if I tried to write like a top 60 list, yeah. that would be very, Mr. very 2000 hard. on Letterboxd. Yeah, it's like, it would be very hard to narrow it down. It would be hard for me to even do top 100. 100, yeah. you know? I mean, that would be just so difficult. Yeah. And it would be just 100 movies. It wouldn't be, like, in any order. It'd be, like, these are my 100 best, but right. not like, yeah. for a second. Because, like, once you start doing the list that long, unless you really put a lot of, a lot time, of thought time and thought it. into yeah. it, like, the difference between 40 and 68 is really, like, yeah. you just being like, ah, it seems like it should go yeah. there. Yeah. When I did my list for, um, like, I think my favorite video games of all time, yeah. I would write them on index cards. Mm -hmm. I was on a plane, so I had time to kill. I'd write them on index cards and then, like, you know, like, lay them out and be like, okay. And then I'd go through them and be like, no, this one's not as good as this one. Yeah. Or I didn't like this one as much as this one. And i change them out. But, yeah, that would be super hard. That's why I do every year. I just do my 50 favorite movies of the year. Yeah. Not, like, a top list. But right. usually, it's like, your favorite ones, the ones you they think first. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's like it's like last year, 2018, Paddington 2 was my favorite movie. Right behind it was Mission Impossible Fallout. Mm. And then everything else, I did a fit top 50, but like those two were my, my favorite mm. movies of last year. So it's like, you know, you definitely have the ones like Jason and I talked about on last week, sh uh, last show, uh, like our fa five favorite movies of the yeah. year so far. So like you have those ideas in your head of like, yeah. hey, these are my favorite movies of the year, yeah. but like I've seen a lot of great yeah. movies this year. Yeah. But since our last podcast, like those movies aren't even in my top five anymore for the most part. Wow. It's been such a good, a strong. June and July, hmm. so yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's great because like the summer's finally ending. Yeah. So I don't know if it was the best summer for movies. In all honesty, like I think it started pretty rough, and as we were talking about our Rotten Tomatoes ratings that that we still uh, need to talk about because last show we talked about the four that came out, and now we're going to talk about the other four that came out. But the the second four. Definitely overperformed my expectations. Yeah. So yeah, I think it. I think it ended, it ended better stronger. than it started for sure. Absolutely, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it, it's tough because like 
Disney's own for the box office this year. Yeah. First studio movies, to have five billion dollars. Billion and like what, two of them are actually good? Yeah, it's rough because it's, yeah. like, it's like we talk about it on the show, but we're like, hey, there's no way Lion King doesn't make a billion dollars yeah. if it's good yeah. or bad. Um, so yeah. it's it's an interesting thing. The market in general for movies is wild. But yeah. you know, we'll see. But that doesn't stop movies from coming out. Right. So before a movie comes out to get hype generated. They show some trailers. They do, but wait. So before we do that, though, okay. So let's look. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice segue, though. That's what. No, but so the the other four movies that we talked about in the Rotten Tomatoes that came out, Hobbs and Shaw. So I gave that forty eight, and it's a sixty seven. Mm. Uh, Dora, which apparently slaps, but I at the time I thought I'd get a fifty six percent because it just looked weird to me, like a uh, high school Dora. Yeah. But Espo seen it. It's awesome. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. It's really good because, like, um, the first, like, probably, like, ten minutes of the movie is, like, young Dora, and mm-hmm. then it becomes old Dora, and I was like, man, if they kept it as young Dora the whole movie, it would be really weird, be but good. even adult Dora, because mm-hmm. she has the same mentalities of young Dora, is wild. Okay. And we got Danny Trejo as Boots in there, um, and Benicio Del Toro as Swiper, and it's just... and. It's two things. It's an enjoyable, like, kids go on an adventure yeah. through a jungle. They call them jungle puzzles, but, like, that type of movie. So, mm-hmm. like, a national treasury type of thing where, like, oh, no, the wall's closing. Right. Um, and it's also a weird-ass movie because they keep those sensibilities of a fox with a mask chasing them around. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was cool. And like I said, they did a really good job. And Michael Pena and Ava Longoria are really great in it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, they play Dora's parents. Yeah. And then we had Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which again, I gave 65, but it has an 81 on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was great. Have you either of you seen no, it yet? No, I don't. It, it was great. It was really yeah. good. It, it's one of those rare horror movies that um, does a good job at scaring you at PG-13. Okay. Because usually when it's a PG-13 movie, it's done for box office purposes. Right. Because yeah, right. more people can see it. Right. But this is a generally good, like, you know, not terrifying, but like good creepy PG-13 movie, right. especially if you grew up with like these stories because yeah. scary stories were a big thing when I was younger. Yeah. See, I had no connection to the book. Like, I never read it. So, so it's cool what, to what, see them. what stories are like from like your childhood that's in the movie? All of them. So Harold was the most famous one about a scarecrow that comes to life and hunts mm-hmm. you in this maze. Now again, they only have so much time for to devote to each story because it's, it's a horror movie. So like, it's like, hey, here's the story. Now we have to kill one of the characters. Right. Whereas a, a story, you have you know 20, 30 pages, probably not that long, but you had you could flesh it out. Right. So it was terrifying. Plus the movie, Kurt Miller from Marvel in the movie, they like. Tie all the stories together, like they find this. Yeah, they find a yeah. book in like a. So one of the scary stories was about this girl in a house that they kept in the basement. Mm. So they find her, and that's where the book is. Then the book starts, you know, the stories start coming to life and things like oh. that. But Harold was in there. Um, the one where the girl has a pimple on her thing, and it's just spiders, and the spiders oh. just pop out of her face was a good one. Hate when that happens. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's rough. Um, so it was cool. It was cool to see them come to life. Um, the pale woman was in there. So, um, and they do it a good job. And it's one of those ones where it's like, it's not super gruesome, but at the same time, it's creepy. And okay. that's what a PG thirteen horror movie really needs to be in this day and age, um, mm-hmm. because that's how you get away from it. 
Yeah. But yeah, it, like like Jason mentioned, a great, uh, better back half of the summer yeah. um, than the beginning. Yeah, it's safe for Bernadette, which I gave a 70% because I thought, you know, Richard Linkletter plus, you know, Cate Blanchett. Yeah. The cast in that 44%. Yeah. yeah, they just said it didn't come together. That's based off a young adult novel. Well, so from what I read, essentially, like the book, Bernadette is missing most of the time. But then Richard Linklater rewrote it so that she was essentially like in the movie the entire time, and it was like following her where she went. So okay. totally not That's weird the book at all. So yeah. did either either one of you guys see the movie? No, I, I was seen going it to yet. until I saw forty four percent. So I might mm. watch it when it gets on Hulu or something like that. Yeah, if I, yeah. Because just from my take, like watching the trailer, it seemed like they spent a lot of time on her deciding to leave. And so I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much I don't know how much of the movie is. Her deciding to leave, or how much is her in like Alaska, or wherever yeah. where she goes, yeah. and where she Antarctica, she goes, Antarctica, yeah. yeah. Speaking of forty four, uh, they made a sequel to forty four meters down, mm. and I heard it's not bad. The forty seven meters down, right? Uh, I think so. Mm. No, no, no. I think the was the first movie called forty seven meters down. I don't or 44? know. Forty four. I don't know, but it, the first one starred Drew Barrymore. No, it starred Mandy Moore, um, and it was a shark movie where they're stuck in the cage. Right. Um, this one is more of like a. Act shark movie, so lots of people died. Did you, instead of just one. Did you guys do crawl or no? No, uh, we didn't do crawl, but crawl slapped. Oh, yeah, I saw crawl great, awesome, awesome. I knew it was I gotta, gonna be great. Jason and I and Mallory actually saw Rocket Man, uh, mm-hmm. preview screening of Rocket Man, um, with one of our co- former co workers. And I just turned to them and I turned to her and I go, Hey, this movie is gonna be awesome. And she's like, It looks terrible, and I was like, Wrong. For me, it was like in the middle. It could have gone either way for me. Yeah, I, got, yeah. I see. I had to defend it because a lot of people were like, "That doesn't make sense." I'm like, "It's Florida. Hurricanes happen in Florida. They got gators. It seems like it makes sense to yeah. me." Again, another great. I don't know if it was rated R or PG-13, but another great example of hey, this movie doesn't have to be incredibly. I think it's R. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Like, I, don't, I think it might be PG-13. Um, it's not anything. Crazy, no, but it was great, I mean, and yeah. it's just hey. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Crawl, um, I don't know how to pronounce the director's name, um, but a uh, girl stuck in a hurricane right. in Florida, and then she's in the, the cellar, the basement cellar. And they're trying and to get out. Giant alligators. You guys swear on this podcast? Yeah, yeah. it's fine. Well, Fuck yeah. The, the, <laughs> the alligators were fucking them up. So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was it was amazing. Great. It was great because... No, actually, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to spoil it. No, not to uh, spoil it. But, but yeah. yeah, it was like one of those things because I thought it was one... No, yeah. And so when I, like from the trailer, I was like, okay, yeah. it's just this, this big old gator, gator yeah, in the gator. basement. It's gonna attack him. I also love Barry Pepper, who plays her dad. Mm-hmm. Big Barry Pepper fan. No, so. it was good. Yeah. Also, it is rated R okay. for, as they say, bloody creature violence. Oh, okay. Ooh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Creature I, violence. I said they were fucking them up. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, that was good too. But they like worked together at the yeah. point. Like, what are these gators doing? Good. They got a whole team. I will like I went with uh, my fiance or uh, my wife now. Whoa. Uh, but yeah, even she was like, "Yeah, I thought it was gonna be stupid." And then after the movie, like, that was really good. I'm yeah. like surprised. So. One of my favorite premises for movies is when it's set in a singular location, mm-hmm. and then that location evolves, or in this case, gets destroyed yeah. over the time period. And that movie starts in a cellar, mm-hmm. and then they try to work their way up to the top of the house. Because they have the to... house just gets dumb. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, "That's awesome. Yeah. That's great." Um, and yeah, it was it was it wasn't a pleasant surprise for me because I was on board since day one right. because I, I knew it was gonna be great. Well, that's a narcissistic thing to say, but like <laughs> it's one of those things where I, I believed it would be great. Yeah, that I thought guy, it would, yeah. that guy. Um, I again I can't pronounce his name, but uh, 
Yeah, he did Oculus, which is a great horror movie. He's done a lot of really didn't good. He, did he do the Can't Breathe one too? Um, maybe. Yeah, I think he did. And I think the I think the 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 girl who was in it, I can't remember her name, but I think she was also in that movie. If I'm not mistaken, um, Alexandra Ahe. Uh, again, sorry. He did the Hills of Eyes remake, Piranha 3D, uh, Mirrors, Horns, High Tension, which is a great old school horror movie. So yeah, he he's done some great stuff. So mm. like I was like yeah, okay. and again like it's just a big old alligator in a basement. Yeah, I like that more than like you know the the far fetched scary movies or suspense. Yeah, something I mean, that can actually happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean at the same time like it's great because it like you mentioned it balances out like those midsummers and those yeah. babadooks yeah. and things like that. The elevated horror that's mm-hmm. really coming into its own now, which is awesome. It's yeah. so right. Um, as long as you know what you're going in for. My sister yeah. went to see it, expecting it to be like a thrasher movie, and they were very midsummer. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Just like um, yeah. 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 The opposite <laughs> of that. It's called. It's they're called creature features. Um, and we don't really get a lot of them anymore. You know, like yeah. back in the day, in the, the 90s and the 2000s. And, uh, yeah, Anaconda's awesome. And uh, Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. You know, like we don't get, I just mentioned 47 meters down, so maybe we do. But like in theaters, we don't really get a lot of right. those types of movies And I don't, I don't know if it did well, so I don't know if we're going to get a whole bunch yeah, more. So. So. No, I think it did pretty well. In the Which is like for yeah. whatever his budget was. Probably. Yeah. You know, when you think about it, it's like, hey, we need a house. And yeah. we need a hurricane. We need to make a hurricane. And mm-hmm. let's do it. Barry Pepper, we love you. Yes. Okay. Now trailers. Okay. Now trailers. Yeah. Okay. First off, I'm going to do a little behind the scenes action because Jason said we were doing Rotten Tomatoes last on the show, so that's why I segued into. Oh, I meant last in our there. opening segment. Last <laughs> in our opening segment. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. You know, upsetting. Um, trailers. Talk about. So it. yeah. So a couple episodes ago, we did something that we call Great Expectations, where we talk about some trailers that we saw and we discuss whether they. Lowered, raised, or have met our expectations, essentially. Okay. And so, since the last time we did this, a huge batch of trailers came out because there was Comic Con mm-hmm. and there was the, the, the Toronto International Film Festival coming up. So, a lot of movies released their trailers before that. And so, we picked five that we're going to talk about in depth and whether they exceeded or lowered or met our expectations. So, the first one that I want to start with is probably the most hyped movie. Because it's been in the making for two years and has a budget of two hundred million dollars. What? So to get an idea, Spider-Man: Far From Home's budget was one hundred and sixty million. What? It's The Irishman. It's oh. the latest Martin Scorsese, Al Pacino, uh, Robert De Niro, and finally coming back, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Dad yeah. movie. How much yeah. of that budget is just paying the actors? Yeah. No, most of the budget <laughs> is the, the digit. So it's going to take over the course of thirty years, and they de-age. Oh, yeah, so the over the, yeah. The only thing that's weird about this is because, so for those that don't know, it's about Jimmy Hoffa, who was yes. a very famous hitman okay. back in the day. Hoffa was the the yeah, teamsters leader. Yes, yes, the the, uh, the mob hitman. What? Let me look up his name real quick. But yes, it's about a hitman working with Jimmy. Hoffa. Okay. So the, one of the weird things though is Rob, it, Jimmy Hoffa is very tall, mm-hmm. so Robert De Niro is wearing these gigantic platform shoes throughout the movie and you see the shoes and they just look really weird because <laughs> like, they didn't try to hide them why didn't they just well, I think they'll edit, I that. think they'll edit that because that was like that photo was from when they were filming right so no it was in the trailer too like people were like, screen capping the trailer and like circling the shoes oh, and they're man. like the shoes they're still there <laughs> well I mean that's what you have to do I mean to make somebody taller I mean it's tough to is he like in the movie described as tall why not just well it's it, because it's based off a true character true story Frank, weird. Frank the Irishman Sheeran is, is yes that's it okay. um, but it's tough because it's one of those things of just like 
if he's tall, he has to be tall. You know, you can't really use movie magic right. to make somebody taller. Unless it's like, you know, like Ultron is 10 feet. So when they filmed, uh, like, Age of Ultron or Thanos, they hold a stick up with his head up here. Right. So actors have, like, a vocal point. But there's no CGI here. Yeah. Just except to DH's face a little bit. But, so it's, it, it'll be interesting. See, first of all, you guys are giving me more hype for the movie talking about it right now than the actual trailer. Because I, like, yeah. I don't really know The trailer what... wasn't supposed to reveal a lot. It was just supposed okay. to be, like, Scorsese flexing the fact that he has three Academy Award winners right. in one movie. Then that's pretty much all I got. I'm like, oh, we got the old guys in the movie. And I, I like, saw some of the de-aging, and I was like, is he de-aged? I can't. I couldn't really. I was like, back was, and forth yeah, if he yeah. was or not. I look, it looked, it it looked, looked good. Fine. Yeah, it, it looked fine. Yeah. My interesting query about this movie, I don't think, know if we mentioned it, but it's a Netflix movie. Right. Yeah, it's a Netflix movie. Yes. But I honestly believe this thing is going to be in theaters for maybe a month before it hits Netflix. Or of course, as he wants in as many theaters as possible. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how it does in theaters. Theaters, when people know it's coming on Netflix. When people know it coming to Netflix. Yeah. I think Scorsese has enough diehard fans to where we'll have a decent following in theaters. Yeah. I'd see it in a theater. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's just a weird yeah. proposition because it's like a Roma, but Roma was only in select theaters for like right. a weekend or two. Right. Yeah. When does like, it come out? Uh, fall. The yeah. week before Christmas. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a tough time. Yeah. I was going to say, if it's coming out in the fall, because like, usually the fall movies are kind of iffy so maybe you can get people to go but I feel like a lot yeah, of is movies is it coming to Netflix a week before Christmas because mm-hmm. if it's coming to Netflix for a week before Christmas I think it'll be in theaters like before Netflix mm-hmm. because they want to get an Oscar right oh you know what sorry yeah there's only the, yeah, there's only the New York Film Festival the of September 27th so yeah. so um, I think they said they were aiming for Christmas yeah Christmas. so we don't okay. you know so which is great if you're going in New York you go to the New York Film Festival oh I have a bunch of friends out there that's a great movie to see both that and Toronto Film Fest International Film Fest are stacked yeah Toronto's like got every with single them. movie almost that's coming out yeah with so, great movies yeah so if we do another Rotten Tomatoes segment it's gotta be the next podcast because otherwise they're all gonna have ratings already so, but anyway I'm I, it, 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 it met my expectations because I was already hyped for this movie so it didn't raise mm-hmm. the many so well <laughs> I was kinda like yeah it's a movie so <laughs> now that you guys are talking about it I guess my expectations are more raised Okay. About it, no um, it's about a hit. Met, met, like met. I said, you know, we have three of these amazing actors. But then Pesci came back and did a Google Home commercial, and I was like, okay, so is he doing more stuff and things like hmm. that? Yeah, he did a great Google Home commercial with not a sponsor, oh. um, but it was a <laughs> recreation of uh, Home Alone. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's just like talking. And he did one of those Snickers commercials before. Yeah, yeah, so it's just one of those things. So yeah. like, I love Joe Pesci. He's one oh, of those yeah, people that great. I'm happy to see in a movie yeah, yeah. again. But yeah, it met my expectations because like the trailer's not a great trailer, yeah. but it's more yeah. of a teaser. Most of it's just yeah. me being stoked for Joe Pesci and seeing him in a movie again. Yeah. Yeah. And like Ray Liotta's in it too. And there's and like Ray Romano. Yeah, That's it's like a choice. bunch of great. I love Ray Romano. Oh, he's great. Yeah. So, all right. So the next movie that we want to talk about is one that made me happy to see and that's because it's the Mr. Rogers movie A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood mm-hmm. so Espo do you want to start talking about this one what you thought absolutely I mean Tom Hanks everybody loves Tom Hanks so you know and yeah. everybody loves Mr. Rogers yes. so you combine the two and you know in Oscar territory of just like it, the movies about his life and mm-hmm. you know him as a person yeah. you know it looks great I yeah. mean like I said, met my expectations because, like, this isn't a movie I'm seeking out. Like, I don't need to be like, oh, I have to see this movie right. day one or yeah. anything like that. It's just like, hey, I love Tom Hanks. I yeah. loved the Mr. Rogers documentary from last year. So I was like, I'd love to see how they yeah. connect it to make it more of, like, a movie-wise. Right. Movie. So what I was going to say is, like, if, if our listeners haven't watched it, watch Won't You Be My Neighbor, the documentary 
that came out last year because that was amazing. I have not seen it. It was yeah. great. It's on HBO to stream if, if you have it. Oh, I do have it. Yeah, uh, okay. But so it confirmed that Tom cast Tom Hanks being Mr. Rogers in that casting was a great choice. Like that was a nearly flawless choice of casting because everyone loves Tom Hanks. Everyone loves Mr. Rogers. It I can't say for sure that I think it would be a great movie because I had to see how they wrap the story around because it's about this guy who interviewed Mr. Rogers for I believe it was Esquire's a profile mm-hmm. and he was really cynical and stuff like that and totally changed his outlook so that could be executed either really well or, or just yeah. overly sappy so for that reason it's, it raised my ex- expectations just a little bit because they got the showdown like they got Tom Hanks looking almost like Mr. Rogers they got the sets down but I'm not convinced it's going to be a great movie yet it makes yeah. sense. No, I, I definitely saw the trailer and I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I feel like, I don't, it's probably just me, but I just it just felt like, oh, yeah, that's Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, something we spoke to off show. Right. Just like, yeah. Where just, yeah. you see a movie and you're like, it's the guy. Like, Denzel gets that from me a lot. Yeah. Um, so I, it didn't really raise my expectations. Yeah. And like you said, I, like I saw the movie, it's not something I'm like, oh, I need to see because yeah. I feel like it's gonna be extra, like kind. It could be extra sappy, like yeah. a little, oh, yeah. like which is yeah. dumb to say, but like yeah. like too right. much positivity. Maybe. Unfortunately, as we get into these Oscar seasons, and we saw from last year's winner, it's those are the types of movies that do much better with voters mm-hmm. these days. Like, look, man, it's criminal that. Uh, First reformed, it didn't get any nominations. Uh, Paul Schrader maybe got one for screenwriting, I think. Yeah, he but did. Like, yeah. like director Ethan yeah. Hawke for actor, best movie. I can think of that. It came out in November. What if? Yeah, it's like, wild. Oscar voters have a hard time looking past September. Yeah, which so. is weird. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, so many great movies like Paddington Two come out in January. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, so seems like everybody's met expectations. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next one is a movie called Queen and Slim. Which I didn't know about it until I saw a trailer for it a couple weeks ago in the theater. And I was stoked for it. Yeah. It's like, Bonnie Clyde meets Get Out, sign me the fuck up for that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, so absolutely raised my expectations solely, almost by default, because I never heard of it. But even if I had heard of the movie, the trailer was well executed. And I think it's going to be a, a, an Oscar contender for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> um... Uh, met expectations again I was very similar I did not know about uh, this movie coming out uh, so but a lot of people that I like um, and I don't think it's going to be an Oscar contender hmm. um, it does not seem like that type of movie for me um, but it does look like a good like twofold movie of just like it's like essentially if Beale Street Could Talk is one type of love story, yeah. Queen and Slim is like another type of love story, Absolutely. just on a completely different end of and the spectrum. if Beale Street Could Talk got robbed in Oscar time. That's what I'm saying. Like, if Beale Street Could Talk is not going to be in the Oscar, like, of course it talk, did. then this probably won't either. And that's more saying stuff about the Oscars. Yeah, so. right. Oscars. Uh, but yeah, I, I had heard about, like, the director, Lena Waithe, who's yeah. from uh, Masters of None. Uh, I had heard about her making a movie, but I didn't know about this coming up until I saw it in theaters, too. Yeah. And like seeing the the trailer, I was like, "Oh man, this looks like pretty like crazy." Uh, it's obviously like good to see like these like black movies, you know what I mean? Yeah. Quote unquote, that aren't you know slavery or you know something else that's like painful. So I mean, it's still 
has a little bit of that with the police stuff. Yeah, still but, through the social issues. Yeah, yeah but it, it like the them on the run is, is an interesting take. So I'm excited. I, those scenes, like those type of scenes, unfortunately, especially in 2019, like police brutality scenes, mm-hmm. always make me very like. Nervous. Yeah, because yeah. so, you always know, like, usually how it's gonna end. Right. Yeah, and like, I don't know if you guys have saw Widows, um, the yeah, yeah, yeah. this year, but they do like a very like that police violence scene. It's just like seconds, like yeah. it's just like mm-hmm. super quick, and even that made me uncomfortable. And I was like, Ugh. but yeah. yeah, so like this one seems like it because it's the jumping off point of this film. Um, yeah, so it's just one of those things of, uh, I think I think it'll be good. I think it'll be a great movie. Right. I I don't think. I'm very bad with names, but the lead actor from Get Out, uh, Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya. Um, I love him. I think he's mm-hmm. a great actor. He was also in Widows. He plays the really bad guy. Really good in Widows. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's just one of those things of like I love them. I think they're getting some interesting supporting cast people. Yeah. Um, and you know, I like I said, I don't think it'll win an Oscar, it'll be yeah. Oscar worthy, but I think it'll be like a good film. Which yeah. sometimes at the end of the day is just all you want. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, for sure. Um. The next movie, I believe, is one that Ty's looking forward to. It's Little Women. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is one that has Oscar buzz just written all over it. It was hyped from the beginning as being like, this could be like Greta Gerwig's like, Oscar movie. You know? So, like, I've heard, like, again, I didn't know anything about this movie beforehand. Uh, but I, we were talking about it at work. But apparently, this has been remade a bunch of times. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. a book. Oh yeah, and there's been many like, versions of it, the movie for, over the years. It's sort of like a uh, a Jane Eyreish type of novel, mm-hmm. but uh, not like Jane Eyre, but like a very famous like literature. Um, uh, Mary Lou Abbott, I forgot the author's name, but written in the 1800s, yeah. like mm-hmm. and it's been adapted hundreds of times. Sort of like so, a Pride and Prejudice type okay. of thing. Yeah. Um, so vicious, so, the Star is Born or whatever. Essentially, um, right, you yeah. know, it's just this one's great too because it's like sort of a, a it's an adaptation but like a remodeling a little bit mm-hmm. of because like Greta Gerwig has like this very sense of I was about to say Sense and Sensibility is also another book um, slash movie but uh, it's definitely she has a style you yeah. know and she's using people she's worked with like this cast is stacked you know yeah. it has um, Florence Poog who was in Midsummer. she was also right. in Fighting with My Family this year yeah. which was great mm-hmm. um, you know it has uh, Watson Emma Watson uh, the girl from Lady Bird, yeah. uh, Sophia Ronan. Yes, yeah. Sarah. Uh, yeah. Timothy so Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. Who plays their dad? Uh, another famous actor. Oh, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk's yeah. in it. I was like Laura Dern, yeah. Meryl Streep. I mean, stacked. Yeah. yeah, it's just a great cast, and it's like one of those things of just yeah. like absolutely. Yeah. Well, Greta Gerwig. Uh, uh, when she was talking about the movie, I read an article recently. She essentially said that like, you know, the kids that are represented in her version of the movie act like they do now because they pretty much did probably act like kids do now just without the technology and stuff they have now mm. and movies in the past that are adaptations of the book almost treat as if it's like a different planet or universe right. you know so I'm looking forward to that angle of it because these pieces are not my favorite genre for that very yeah. reason so I raise my expectations a little bit but it's I, I, it's still not like my must see movie of the year even with the stat cast yeah that, that context is good because I was definitely on the train of we get one of these like white women in different like time period movies every year, and I'm like, I don't know. Like last year, I, I, the favorite was a little different. I don't even know if that's how you said the favorite. Yeah, yeah. Like I was like, oh, at least it's a comedy. You know what I mean? I still have to watch it. Yeah. 
But the dark comedy. Yeah, no, but dark. I like I like yeah. dark comedies. But oh, yeah, I do too. but I'm like at least it's not like hey, and it's it's always Kira Knightley in these olden times, like yeah, like trying to you know she's trying to yeah. do stuff, but white dudes are like no. And I, want like, I want that on a shirt. It's always <laughs> Kira Knightley in the times. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I'm super. This raised my expectations. Um, I was an English major, mm. so we had to read, read Little Woman uh, along with like Pride and Prejudice and yeah. some of those books and like. Great books and like the adaptations that we have been getting, like the Kira Knightley adaptation of Pride and Prejudice, very good. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited for this mainly because I know this movie is going to be great, but it's also going to be a movie that we can show in schools and be like, hey, we're doing Little Woman. Now we can watch the movie, just like everybody shows the Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like one of those things which I was like, oh, okay, this will be a good school movie. Yeah. Well, it depends on you know. It's a shame that kids probably don't get the TV role. Do you think they get the TV role in still? In school? No, probably they not. They probably have a full, they probably have the screen. screen already yeah, in probably. There. They're, Man, they're, when I was a kid, that was like a good day when you saw oh, it coming you, into your class. Or like you get there and it's already there. And you're yeah. Like, okay. Uh, the smart whiteboard just like has it built in. Yeah. You yeah. put the um, DVD in there, probably. Yeah, and it was always great. Always <laughs> a great feeling when we got when we had the movie yeah. day. Um, and I can't wait until. So also, there's a rumor that Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach is that your friend's yeah. name are making a Barbie movie. Huh. That'll, be, like, that'll be an interesting take. Yeah. Looking that Barbie to movies it. went through a lot. Because I remember yeah. originally they had the idea of Amy Schumer being cast as Barbie. Yeah. And, and then her they were, career yeah, kind of went. Then they were like, no, no. Now it's Margot Robbie, I believe. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Mar- which makes... Yeah. Uh, we're going to be honest. Like, that's way better <laughs> cast. Makes more sense. But at the same yeah. time, it's, like, it's going to be a different type of movie. Right. I'm sure of that. Well, I, I feel like she could do comedy if she wants. I love Margot yeah. Robbie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like... If Amy Schumer was your lead cast in Barbie, that movie was going to be definitely a yeah, different, different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Than Not as Margot many people Robbie. were going to see it. I'm yeah. just going to be real with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody go see Trainwreck? I love Trainwreck. I, no, I like Trainwreck, yeah, right? Like but Trainwreck. that was like the peak of her career. Yeah, then, it was. And then you got like you know stolen joke allegations. One of, one of my one of my favorite stuff. movies of all time is an old movie. I know it ties out, but um, <laughs> an old movie called Twelve Angry Men. Oh, I've uh, heard of it, yes. Well, actually, I might have seen that in school. I don't know. 12 Angry Men, wonderful, wonderful movie. Five, um, five stars. Uh, Amy Schumer had an old show called Inside Amy Schumer. I actually like that, and I remember yeah, that skit. And they did a parody of that movie, yeah. and it was the question was, is Amy Schumer hot enough for television? Mm-hmm. And they do parody by parody all the actors from the from the original movie. They recast them with like very famous people, mm-hmm. and like Paul Giamatti's the lead. Um, and it's just so funny because it, it's, it's a very interesting thing. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I'm hyped. I love yeah. I love Greta Gerwig. Lady Bird was maybe not my favorite, but top five movies of right. 2017 when yeah. it came out. So, super excited. Yeah. All right, then the last one we're going to talk about in depth was, uh, I hadn't heard about this one either, but it's Last Christmas. So, it's going to be the big Christmas comedy, a uh, bunch of George Michael music. Makes sense because it's called Last Christmas. Uh, huh. That's the guy from Crazy Rich Asians. What's his name? Uh, Henry. Henry. Henry Golding, yeah. Henry Golding and Amelia Clark, mm-hmm. and and written and uh, written by Emma Thompson. Yep. Right, that's what's um, making me. That, that's what makes me kind of like. Okay, this could be a really good movie. Written, written by Thompson. Emma Thompson, directed by Paul Feig. Yeah, who's oh, yeah, a oh, bunch yeah, of great comedies. Um, and yeah, like like Jason mentioned, you know, a lot of a great cast um, and things like that. The funny thing about this movie is, like, after the trailer came out. Like these conspiracy theories started, mm-hmm. and they're like, "What is Last Christmas about?" Yeah, like it doesn't look like it's a normal movie. Is he dead the whole time, or what, what's going to happen? It's actually about the war on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
Yeah. Um, so it, it looks interesting. Again, we had an off-air conversation of just like Amelia Clark's acting journey and the mm-hmm. films that she's been in not being the greatest because of you know being miscast, and that happens a lot of times. It does. You know, yeah. when people are on hit television shows, you know, people are like, "Man, this person can you know do no wrong. Their character is so incredible." But then you're like. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, and again, some of those movies couldn't be saved. You could have put, right. you know, you could have put, uh, you know, Oscar winners in Terminator Genesis and it not be a good oh, movie. Um, you know, Solo had such a troubling development that right. you know it probably wouldn't be, like another character actress in her role probably wouldn't have saved right. it. Wasn't you know? Christian Bale in Terminator Genesis? Yeah, and it was. Uh, wait, 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 Oh. Jai Courtney and Amelia Clark. That was the newest one. It was awful. Oh. I feel like both of those weren't very good. Very bad. So. Very bad. There's another new Terminator movie coming out this year. Yeah, I'm intrigued by it. I guess it has like, the original people in it and stuff like that. It, it's, it is the direct continuation from Terminator 2. Right. Okay. That gives me hope. And I love... Um, what's her name? Uh, girl from Halt and Catch Fire. She was in San Junipero episode of Black Mirror. Uh, Mackenzie Davis. Found it. Um, Mackenzie Davis is the lead actress in this one, along with Linda Hamilton. The like, the really like cool. hybrid Terminator. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so okay. I'm, I'm interested in it. Like I said, Terminator and Terminator Two are incredible movies. And everything else. Yeah, everything so. else. I, I defend Terminator Three. It's not great, but I defend it because I love Claire Danes. Um, but yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see like if that's just a marketing gimmick, which it is. Yeah. It um, is. or if it's one of those things of like, no, you know, yeah. James Cameron had a hand in this for the most part. Well, he was dreaming up some avatar oh, thing uh, uh, remember three more four <laughs> oh, more avatar movies I boys I, I don't understand that but <laughs> okay that's, that, that, that's the one movie series I wish Disney canceled from Fox you would think, you think uh, they would get it like yeah, I don't think we need too much money on these avatars there's no way you can cancel avatar with how much money it made so it's so funny because uh, Avatar is like hey congratulations on breaking the box office record Avengers and Disney's like because <laughs> yeah. they own both of them so yeah. it's like yeah. who cares it's so funny to me like the internet's the weirdest place in the world we all know that mm-hmm. but it's so funny to me people were getting upset because they're like no we have to keep seeing Avengers because it has to be the Avatar it has to be the highest grossing movie I was like who are you who, who, yeah, who is this who for Disney Marvel doesn't fanboy. care yeah. I, was like, yeah, I, was like, I was like Disney does not care they own both of them oh yeah but did they, I mean it's not like they made that money from that first Avatar movie no but they'll be hyped and make the money from the sequel yeah but I, I do like it is such a weird phenomenon with, yeah. with Avatar because it's like it was such a big movie, but I I don't yeah. I feel like none of it like stayed in pop culture. Like no. nobody remembers the names of no. the people no. that were banging the trees. No. Avatar was a big, you know what I mean. Yeah. Avatar was a big movie because the technology Visually. was so advanced and, and it looked great on IMAX 3D. And 3D right. was just coming back. Right. Like My Bloody Valentine yeah. was like one of the first 3D movies to come back. And then they're like, oh, 3D's a thing. And now we're seeing that 3D's not a thing no, anymore. No, it's terrible. Again. I hate it. Um, yeah. So it's one of those things of like that. Because what, what most people do is they slap an old movie like Forrest Gump through a filter. And <laughs> say, hey, it's yeah. 3D. Avatar was filmed 4-3D. If you film it 4-3D, it's great. And yeah. if you don't, it's horrible. Yeah, and like I said, like Jason mentioned, those movies that film for Hugo, Life of Pi, those movies are great because their 3D executions are great. Right. But when you just slap it on, it's like, hey, here's a new movie and here's the 3D version. Yeah, um, so it's like, terrible. Uh, and yeah. things like that but yeah it's 
it'll be interesting. I mean, like I said, that's a topic for another day, but yeah. that Disney Fox merger is wild. I'm really interested to see what they do with New Mutants. I don't yeah. know if you remember they, seeing that trailer. I saw a report that they saw it and was like, Ooh. no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they're like, they're like, hey, this is a movie. That trailer came out in like 2017. I think, yeah, 2016. and I was intrigued. I was like, yeah. scary movie. Because it looked like a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, and they're like, you know how much of that is them seeing the movie and being like yeah Fox is trash yeah. this movie sucks or how much of that is Disney sensibilities of being like maybe this is not something that we want to put out as well Disney. Dark Phoenix bombing didn't help like, it, oh, me, yeah it, oh. it's, it's, it's hilarious that they have five billion dollar movies and they said that the studio lost 165 million because of Dark Phoenix. Which is my favorite thing. It's like, it's like my favorite thing because, like, you know, like blame the person that can't defend them anymore because Fox doesn't own themselves yeah, anymore. Yeah. So it's like it's like can Dark Phoenix. <laughs> wait, 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 our box office Dark Phoenix, which rightfully so, Dark Phoenix. We was knew it. Trash. Yeah. We knew it. that's why they pushed it back so many times because they were like, what, wait, you guys are doing the worst X Men movie again? Yeah. Why? Absolute, absolute trash. Yeah. One of my worst movies of the year for me. That and Hellboy. Um, oh, that was yeah. That yeah was, nobody asked for that. Huh? I didn't see it, and I wasn't like excited for it. But I didn't think it was gonna be that bad. Those movies were bad. Serenity even is even better than those. Have you guys oh, seen Serenity? No. Matthew McConaughey and Hathaway film. Don't want to give away the spoiler, but the spoiler. I, I really enjoyed it when it was called Interstellar. Was like, <laughs> so, so Serenity. How's it going? Okay, let me give you. Let me give you the thirty second elevator pitch for Serenity. Uh, Matthew McConaughey and Hathaway. He's a fisherman captain. Anne Hathaway hires him to kill her husband. That's the movie. Everything's fine. But every time, every so often, the movie begins with this little boy just sitting at his desk, and his parents are overheard fighting. And there's this guy that chases him throughout the whole movie. And he's like, you don't know who he is. He's like maybe a debt collector or something. And then he finally catches up to him. But all he says is, it's the rules. It's the rules. And he catches up to him, and he's literally the rules because the whole movie takes place inside of a video game. That the boy is playing. <laughs> and Matthew, I, I wish you didn't tell me. And Matthew that. McConaughey is like the main character of the video game that the boy is controlling. Are we sure M. Night Shyamalan is right? <laughs> it was wild. That is terrible. My life, I, I explain life as pre-seeing Serenity and post-seeing Serenity. Because, hey, nobody figuring that one out. Oh, oh I was just like, God. it's wild. It's it's an insane movie. Yeah. But again, sometimes you just take those stabs in the dark and just who, say... Who wrote, who wrote or directed that movie? Nobody famous. Nobody famous? Nobody that sucks. Because that means that they're not going to get... Yeah. Hope a St. Elsewhere fan, time. apparently, because that that's basically what St. Elsewhere ended on. Remember yeah. that? Well, yep. Um, it's just tough because like Anne Hathaway and Matt McConaughey were very upset because they wanted, like in their contract, it was supposed to be a wide-release big movie. Highly promoted. But yeah. then that came out and they're like... We can't release this movie, <laughs> so they didn't release it in theaters, and they were upset because they're like, "No, man, we want this in theaters." Because like the parts inside of the video game, not awful. It's just like a kind of like a bad, you know, type of you yeah. Know, type of movie. Those high concept movies, but then the video rigorous. game part makes it just wild, yeah. and I'm like, hell yeah! But yeah, so trailers, movies coming out. Yeah. You know, we'll see how the fall does. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been an interesting year for movies. Yeah, lots of ups, lots yeah. of downs. But for me, there's still plenty of hope that this could be an amazing movie year. Because on top of what we talked about, there's The Lighthouse, which looks great, Knives Out, which is another Rian Johnson movie that looks amazing to me, potentially. Oh, yeah. Potentially. Oh, yeah. 
Dolomite, which is the seventy million dollar Eddie Murphy next Netflix movie. I can't believe they gave him seventy million dollars. Yeah, but I'm hoping for an Eddie Murphy comeback. I really am. It well, did look good though. I the think trailer the seventy million dollar deal is for like a Netflix deal. Yeah, so I think he's going to do a stand up. Yeah, and he got the movie. And cars so, getting coffee. Dolomite. Yeah. If it's everything, then I get it because yeah. uh, you know they gave how much to, to Chappelle? Forty for just stand ups, right? I mean, they, they've had a contract that they just renewed with Sandler too. So yeah. you know okay. they're keeping. Yeah, they're gotta keep that green yeah. train. Yeah, they're keeping those movies. And then Honey Boy. Which is yeah. the so, Shia LaBeouf story, essentially. Right. He wrote the movie about himself, right? He plays his dad. It's, it's, based, dad. it's based on his life. Yes. Right. That looks wild. It does I'm excited wild. for that. I am. Which is great because I just saw Peanut Butter Falcon, which is another Shia LaBeouf movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like a, not coming of age story, but like a buddy buddy movie with um, someone who escapes um, a like an old folks home and they like go on an adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really charming, really cute. Yeah. And I was like, hell yeah, Shia LaBeouf, come back. Yeah. I, was yeah. Like, I, I was like, I was upset you left. I was like, come back, Shia. Yeah. I, I love the rest of a renaissance for him. Yeah, has I love his, his stuff, his You know, he went through a lot of stuff. So, you know, yeah. then he, one of my yeah. favorite things was he had like an art piece where he watched all of his movies in a row. And then like he had his camera faced on him as he watched all of his movies. Yeah. And it was very interesting to see because yeah. like, you know, sometimes, you know, like Holes came on and he was excited because mm. Holes is a legitimate great yeah, movie based Holes. on yeah. a great book. Um, but then like, Termi- like Transformers 4 came or Whoa. 3 came on and he's like, yeah, you know, yeah. or like a nymphomaniac comes on, he's mm. like, yeah. So it's yeah. interesting, but I'm glad that he's yeah. in more movies. Yeah. I like Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. And then the uh, Hitler satire, Jojo Rabbit. Oh yeah, that, that, that one. That one looks kind of. Is that getting nuked? I heard that might get nuked. No, it's not getting nuked because it, it's, not, no. no pun not in. Oh not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I there's no release against it because it's Fox Searchlights and they okay. have that. But yeah, I, I also read that the studio was. Concern that it might affect like the Disney brand or people seeing this Disney movie, but to me it's like it's Fox. What did you yeah. see? What just happened? Um, I don't know the actress's name, but the actress that's about to play Mulan in the live action Mulan mm-hmm. in Hong Kong right now, there are a lot of protests going on, yes. huge right. protests. And she came out and said she supported the Hong Kong police, oh. and she's like, people shouldn't be protesting, and she's like, I stand with the police, and now everybody's like, boycott Mulan. Oh no! Uh, you know, first it was boycott Mulan because there's no music, then it's boycott Mulan because there's no Mushu. Now it's boycott Mulan because the, you know, because the lead actress thinks about Hong Kong authoritarianism. Mm-hmm. You know, like, <laughs> come on, yeah. that was the most legitimate. Yeah, the other one, I was like, I was excited. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was, be fun, that sucks. Mulan was like the old, like the but, one uh, actually excited. Like, it also like because you know from what I heard, some people are also saying like if she still is in China, it could be out of fear. Like, yeah, well. that's true. So especially you know because they if you're a high profile person, I mean she, she could she's the daughter of a yeah. wealthy family. She definitely had the option of not saying anything at all. She did. She did. <laughs> so that would have been good, but yeah. like I can see them movie. being more harassed. Yeah, I wonder if she you know, she could have. Like we're speculating. I'm speculating. You know, maybe there's some pressure because of the wealthy family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah for there's so many things. Yeah. But, but Disney definitely has some shit to figure out probably yeah. before Mulan gets released but which the, is unfortunate because again I was looking forward to it because that looked really good yeah did. so did you did you know more about the Jojo the rabbit movie well, or who, who, I know this is like, how do you pronounce time. his name Taika Waititi yeah. Yeah. Waititi yeah so he plays Hitler right and it's essentially a satire he's an imaginary friend of a little boy yes right. so a boy has an imaginary friend who is Hitler which is a great premise. Yeah. Um, Scarlett Johansson's in it yeah, and some a, other great people. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a satire, yeah. but Disney was worried. Because it's Hitler. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, a very interesting point and, that Jason made like two or three shows ago, you know, one of his predictions was it's getting harder and harder to make satire films. Because people are stupid. People are stupid. <laughs> and the world is a satire as well. Like, one of my favorite shows was Veep. Yeah. yeah. And, and people don't said, understand. When they said, satire. hey, we had to end Veep. 
because real world is yeah. just Almost, as weird. Yeah. Well, um, the hunt we were talking about is a perfect example of that. They don't know? Yeah. yeah. So, which is a shame too, because the lead actress is also on Glow, which is a great Glow's Netflix show. Yo, so. I talked about it on a, my own podcast, not the like new. No, yeah. But yeah, what is with Netflix and not marketing these damn shows? I don't know if Glow will come back. I think they might cancel. Oh, it's so Thursday yeah. was so good. Netflix has a five season problem of besides Orange is the New Black, um, and I think. House of Cards got like a fifth season. Which Stranger Things right. will be up there too. Stranger Things was meant to go five seasons. They said that they wanted to go five seasons, yeah. and I feel like the Duffer Brothers probably worked that out in yeah. their contract. But Netflix doesn't do like that. Like they don't have those shows. They have the thing go. where they pretty much cancel stuff after the second. They season. don't end like they don't market it because that's the one thing with Netflix is they have so much that it's yeah. hard to net market it all, and they don't do a good yeah. job at it. Now, that, oh, for me, so Netflix good. is like love and hate in the sense that. It gives people opportunity to put out movies that and, and shows, TV shows that yeah. that wouldn't get released elsewhere, like Ava DuVernay and yeah. her show. You know, so you got to be glad that Netflix is a platform. True, that. but it also the success depends on how well they promote them, right. and they have such power as to whether it gets the Roma treatment or just like thrown on a normal Friday. You know, and yeah. Netflix nothing. is in trouble. Netflix is in a lot of trouble yeah. with. Like all these other streaming platforms coming out, you know they're losing friends, they're losing the office. Because you have to remember, the majority of people on Netflix are watching Office reruns. Oh, and I hate like, those people. But, but yeah. like yeah. that's what the platform's used for. For the majority yeah. of people, I forgot the percentage yeah. that they mentioned, right. but that's wild. And so that's why that's they were off, pumping content was so that when the day came when that happened, yep. like we'll get all the other great content. Hundreds of but then they don't. They have these good shows, and then they don't tell people about them. Because like, that's for them. That's quantity, not quality. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's again like a Santa Clarita diet. It's a great like show. Like a great show with great actresses. And with but, good second season. Yeah, but it's like, hey man, nobody's watching this. It's like, we can't continue to make this because it's costing us money and nobody's watching it. Because the other thing about Netflix, unlike a Nielsen rating system, is you can only go, hey, 50 billion people watched Bird Box, according to you. Like, you can't get those numbers. Only Netflix has those numbers. Yeah. Whereas we can see how many people watched you know, Better Call Saul or something right. like that. So it's an interesting thing because only they know, like, hey, Santa Clarita Diet might have only had, you know, a couple hundred thousand people watching True. it where, you know, like, something else might have millions. True. So, like, Glow is definitely probably a show that probably has only maybe a few million right. people yeah. watching it. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Which yeah. is a shame because Glow's incredible. It's great. It's gotten better every season. Um, and it's just one of those things that just, like, it's so hard because, like, I loved Rocco's Modern Life growing up. They had that special. I log on to Netflix. It's nowhere on the main page. Below, nowhere on the main yeah. page. I'm like, how, how these things are your big things? Mindhunter season two came out yesterday at the time it's of the recording. Not page. on the main page. And I'm like, how? What are you doing? I was like, like what's the point of having an algorithm so if what, you're not even using it? For so that? what's what was on the main page? Like the like the big big thing, Stranger Things season three, um, and things like that, yeah. which is like. Come on, man! I was like, I was like, what? What are you doing? It's it's wild to think about. But like we mentioned earlier, like these streaming services, there's so many of them now. They have to survive on the content that they have. Right. So Netflix has to pump out their content. Hulu has to do theirs. And then now Disney Plus is going to get into the game this fall, which seems like a good value. It's yeah. just, yeah. I I just don't think Netflix prepared, especially this soon for. People who make the content to wise up and say, hey, we can make our own streaming service. And for streaming wars to become like cable as fast 
yeah. as yeah. it became. Yeah, which, again, which is, it's gonna get a saturation point. Yeah. Exactly. Nobody, if, once you start getting all these streaming things, it's just gonna yeah. be cable. Exactly. So, and and saying, it's like I'm not paying for. CBS, and people are saying like, pirating is is going up because of that. Yeah. When you had like three or four main ones, like your Amazon, Hulu, and Netflix. Yeah. Yep. They had most everything. You didn't have to worry about streaming, but now that you've got CBS All Access, you're gonna have HBO yeah. Max, you're gonna have Disney Plus, and you know, it's like I'm already on the internet, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah it's, it's wild to think about because, like I said, like CBS All Access had the Star Trek show. They had the Twilight Zone reboot. They had some good stuff. But, but like, I was never we paying can't for that. justify paying no. for that. DC Universe, I think. Um, I'm not going to be part of HBO Max. Yeah, Doom yeah, Patrol sure. was awesome. Yeah, I love it. was Young weird Justice, and great. Young Justice, great. Even even uh, the, what was it called? The Teen Titans one got yeah. better as yeah. the season went the on. Swamp Thing didn't really get a chance to be okay. But it, I heard it was amazing. But, but it, wasn't, it wasn't bad. So it's just one of those things of, like, I can't justify a DC right. Universe subscription. Yeah. And if I do, it's like, I'm waiting until the season's over. I buy the one month. I'm watching it, and I'm yeah. out. Yeah. You know? yeah, absolutely. So that's the thing. So it's an interesting thing, a topic for another day. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But our last segment for today, in preparation of the fact that for people who are listening who also love sports, I know that the movie and sports fandoms, they overlap, right? For the most yeah, part, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a fun thing. Everybody loves movies. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. people love movies. I know, like, I'm into music, and a lot of my music friends, like, don't give a shit about sports. So, yeah. but with movies, it's more of an overlap. So, Ty at work, because we work at the same place, runs our fantasy football league. Do. He does. So, we figured to celebrate football season coming back again, and fantasy football, and people getting hyped for their drafts, and who they're going to pick, and is Antonio Brown going to play, <laughs> or is it our burnt feet? Yeah, it's burnt feet, it's frostbitten feet. We're going to make our own draft. So this is going to be a fantasy movie draft, essentially. So it's going to be for fantasy football players. This is going to be a snake draft, and for those that don't know what that is, essentially, <laughs> Espo, we did a random. Uh, draw of who got the first, second, third picks, and so on. So Espo will pick first. Ty's going to pick second, and then I'm going to pick third and fourth, and then Ty will pick fifth. Espo will pick sixth and seventh, and so on and so forth. So you snake around essentially. And these are the rules that we decided on. So just like with a football team, it's going to be a team, a movie team essentially. So we're each going to pick a director. We're going to pick two leading people, three supporting actors, two cameo roles. So essentially a cameo, like maybe in a scene, a comic relief person, a flex actor. I don't know if you want to have two directors. That'd be weird. Uh, mm-hmm. And then two bench people. So just in case your lean person drops off for whatever reason, you got a bench person that can come in, essentially. So that is how it's going to work. And so Espo has the first pick. I do. Um, and uh, these people are as if we are casting a movie that would be made today. today so unfortunately, yes. nobody who has passed away. So no Robin Williams, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. No, it's got to be like a movie that could come out tomorrow. Yes. And you said how many supporting? Three. Three supporting. Okay, perfect. Um, okay, so yes. So teams of 12. Perfect. Teams of 12. Um, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 2019 <laughs> uh, uh, fantasy movie Andrew is on the clock. So uh, we struggled with this first pick. This is a lot of responsibility. A lot with of great res- power. A lot of responsibility. responsibility. It came down to two very fine young gentlemen, um, both in the primes of their well, uh, in the twilight of their career. Eh, in the, in the <laughs> they're in their career. <laughs> yeah, they, have, they have a career. They have a career. Um, two very powerhouse people, but with the first pick. 
of the fantasy movie draft as a leading man, Andrew Esposito selects Denzel Washington. Oh, okay. Denzel off the board. Um, and then very briefly, probably like ten second explanations, um, oh, yeah. so we can drive through, drive yeah. it home. But I love Denzel Washington. Um, always have, always will. Um, I honestly don't think I've seen a bad movie with Denzel Washington. Um, I just virtuosity. I liked virtuosity. <laughs> Again, a bad movie, but weird. Um, I just, I just think he's wonderful. Um, some of my favorite movies of all time star him, yeah. and I just think he has to be the one that anchors any of my. Okay. This movie, he he's going to be okay. the one that leads it. One of the leading people. Okay. So you're hoping it's a train day, not a Roman J. Esquire. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so obviously. Denzel's off the board, <laughs> and as you know, the black guy on the podcast, <laughs> I had to make another black. Uh, so I'm gonna go with my pick to be Mahershala Ali. Whoa, first round, yeah, yeah no. first round, Ali's off the board. I mean, what what he had like two Oscars? Granted, one of them's for Green Book, but still a really good leading oh, actor. Power. Power, yeah. Power. I mean, and he's gonna be in Blade. He's gonna be the next Blade. That's exactly. perfect casting. No, exactly. Yeah, Marshall Ali's definitely in like he's got a career. Right. Yes. You know, he's got a yeah. career. Well, Denzel Washington, he's probably only selecting. We probably might get five, six more Denzel movies before right. he's done. Maybe. Yeah. So right. it's a torch passing essentially. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. is what's happening right now. Yeah. I have a feeling I know who's coming next. Okay. Okay. So I have the third and fourth pick. So pressure for me because I feel like I need to pick my starring. Team essentially, <laughs> I gotta pick my duel right now. Mm. So, with my first pick for my team and the third overall, I am selecting Daniel Day Lewis. Oh, Daniel Day Lewis, Daniel Day off the board. Danny now, Day. time ran a, a movie bracket, and he almost lost in the first round because he's like, he's only been in five <laughs> movies. Oh my god, but he's one of the greatest actors. He's really, ever. he really is, really three is Oscars. I mean, come on. So, now I gotta pick essentially. Who is going to co-star as the co-lead in this movie? And so, with my fourth pick, and I'm choosing this one because I recently rewatched the movie that you said was one of your favorites last year. I'm picking Emma Stone. Oh, okay. Emma Stone? Yes, Emma Stone. Because Arizona native. Ever, Scottsdale Zone. Yeah, absolutely. So if Emma Stone's ever in Scottsdale and listens to the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> like reasoning behind an Emma Stone at the fourth pick. Because I gotta pick my leading, my two leading actors. So for me, I think that's a good pair. Emma Stone knows her, how to pick her material. She's already been nominated for three Oscars, one one. True. And I think her and Daniel Day Lewis could have good chemistry together. Again, we're not we're not writing the movie or what it's about. We're just picking a team of actors and directors, Absolutely. right? Yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. Awesome. She, she's going. To, she could be at the. Her, trajectory the next Merle Street. Like he could yeah. be on that path. So yeah. That's my picks. Okay. Uh hey I got a trade request. Trade request. <laughs> <laughs> no. Speaking of what he just said, I'm definitely gonna go ahead and take Meryl Street. Meryl yeah. wow. Yeah it would have been so yeah Meryl was what like my other option yeah fourth. Obviously you don't really have to explain too much. She's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Also, wow. would be a pretty weird movie with her and Mahershala Ali. But that would be a weird movie. But yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Now, would that be a white savior movie? No. Do <laughs> <laughs> you watch Big Little Lies? Yes. She's good in Big she Little was. Lies. She was. The, yes. the, the season was a flounder, but you know. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the season. I love Reese Witherspoon though. Uh, yeah. Um. 
with the second pick of the Esposito uh, fantasy movie draft, and very surprised, maybe because of uh, the Lady Killers, he dropped down a few spots. Um, but my second pick will be Tom Hanks. Oh, we okay. are reuniting the Philadelphia team. We are reuniting the Philadelphia family um, with two leading men. I'm taking him as a lead as well. Um, so it's Denzel and Tom Hanks um, doing some hopefully incredible acting. Again, Tom Hanks, uh, America's Sweetheart, one of my favorite actors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very excited to have both of them on my, in my film. Um, and there goes the budget. Good <laughs> <laughs> thing this isn't an option draft. Otherwise, yeah, right? would have blown his budget. Right? right? Perfect. Okay, so we're on me. All right, so my... Oh, no, no, snake draft. Oh, right? oh, oh yeah, 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 you get the two. double pick. Oh, okay, okay, damn. I wasn't thinking about that. Ty's used to having like eight teams between, yeah, between true. the snake. Yeah, wow. That's a, now, now the world's my oyster because I was so fortunate I got two of my... It's really, I'm in between two, like, about to be double-picking the whole time. <laughs> All right, whatever. My people. Um, okay. I, oof, man, this is a tough one, too. Okay, I believe uh, with the third pick of the Andrew Esposito Fantasy Draft, this one might be a little bit surprising, but I'm a big fan of him. Talk about him off-air off today. But I would choose Brad Pitt oh. as a supporting actor in okay. this film. Um, Brad Pitt, one of the most famous blockbuster character actors, if that makes sense. I love character actors in general. You know, those people you see in movies that you're just like, I know that guy. Mm -hmm. He's great. You know, but Brad Pitt is a very handsome uh, character actor, and I love Brad Pitt films, um, and I'm excited to have him on my team as a supporting actor. So it's actually my turn now. (laughs) Yes, this is our (laughs) trap. All right, so, yeah, with my third pick, I'm going Lupita Nyong'o. Okay. Supporting actress. Lupita. Uh, I'm, I love that she's, like, expanding what she does. Supporting? Yes. Okay. Um, that movie with the little kid. Kim yeah, Parker. Little Monsters looks yeah, amazing. That was great. I guess she's do, just doing horror movies type stuff love now. It. She was great in uh, Us, even though that movie had a lot of holes and a little bit of weirdness. Uh, I'm glad she's not just doing slavery movies anymore. <laughs> So, yeah, no, definitely got to pair her with Mahershala. I feel like that'd be pretty good. That is a good, yeah. good team up. Okay. This is tough. Tough here. All right. Okay. So, I'm going to focus on two supporting. Okay. My next picks. Uh, I'm going to go for my first supporting pick, Reese Witherspoon. Okay. Oh. Reese Witherspoon. Love me some Reese. I know we had a hot. Ah, that's a high. T- that's a high pick. That's a that's a big. That's, that's a high, high pick. pick. It's uh, a high. Probably, she would have probably been on the table. <laughs> <laughs> you could have probably got Reese in round two or three. I love Reese. But uh, election walk. Well, she can act. Oh, she's I love Reese. No, no, no. She's well, I think the pairing of her and Emma Stone okay. will be interesting. Would be good. You know, I think that'll work. And so. My next pick is going to be Jamie Foxx. Oh, oh another one, kind of high. Wow. But do like that. Jamie Foxx is amazing. Ali, okay. Uh, any given Sunday, uh, Oscar winner uh, for Rain, Collateral, Django Unchained. Like the, the dude has a resume. Who do you play, who do you play in Ali? Wasn't was he one of the manager? One of his managers. Manager, one of his right? managers. I haven't seen Ali in a while. Um, Dream Girls, which I enjoy. I'm a musical fan. No, yeah, yeah. Fans, no, Jamie, so. Jamie Foxx is great. No, Jamie Foxx is amazing. Yeah. I know we had. I don't know if you guys saw the whole. Uh, I know Espo's not on Twitter, so... <laughs> but the whole, like, child... Uh, or Donna Glover versus Jamie Foxx. Yeah, and it's like... Yeah. 
It's Jamie Foxx. Yeah, it's Jamie right? Foxx. Come on now. Um, so, yeah, you already did your two? Yes. Yeah. So, you're next. Okay. So, I don't even know when the last time she's been in a supporting role, but I'm going Charlie Theron. Ooh. Actually, when was... When's the last time she's been a supporting that? Like, I feel like all of her movies, she's pretty much the main, right? Except, yeah. I guess you can say Mad Max. And but even I mean, then, that still was her. Make, if there are some people that were nominated for supporting actor Oscars, where you look at it, it's like that was a lead. You right. Know? So it's right. Perfect. Okay. Um, man, so a lot of great actors being named right now, actors and actresses. Um, absolutely wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Um, wait a second. There seems to be some commotion on the floor. <laughs> Another trade request? No. Um, with the fourth pick of the 2019 uh, fantasy movie draft, Andrew Select, Andrew's fantasy movie sex, Tilda Swinton. Oh, Ooh. okay. Um, uh, just a chameleon. Just everything she's in, she's different in. You know, you never. Sometimes you watch movies and you're like, "Holy shit, that's Tilda Swinton!" Um, <laughs> and she's just very good actress as well. Um, and I think she will be great as a supporting supporting actress in this film. Um, with the fifth pick, this one's going to be a little controversial, boys. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready to take them yet. They might still be on the board later, but I don't know. I think them gives me a clue who it is. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, I think you just blew it. Yeah, yeah them. Time. Who? What does them mean? Well, you tell us. I'm not going to... Oh, wait. Uh, no, it's... Uh... <laughs> Uh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Um, I think I'm ready to fill to fill a comedic role. Comedic role, okay. Oh, I'm okay. Ready to fill a comedic okay. role with someone you might not think of when you think of comedy. That is Robert De Niro. Mr. Tom Cruise. <laughs> what? Have you seen? Yeah, Tropic Thunder. Thunder. Okay. I think. Tom Cruise, I love Tom Cruise in general. I, Mission Impossible Fallout, one of the best action movies ever made. You're paying him a lot to be in that comedy <laughs> role, but I think yeah. Tom Cruise. Again, we don't know how big of a role it's going to be, but him. I think he's hilarious in Tropic Thunder. Yeah. I love Tropic Thunder in general, but I think he's hilarious in Tropic Thunder, and I think where he's going to fit in this movie will surprise people. Okay. That. Uh... That is two. Yes. Tom okay. Tom. I'm I'm not really sure to go. I'm uh, so uh, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick my comic relief too. Okay. Which is also not gonna be. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> uh, I'm going Samuel Jackson as the comic. No, relief. <laughs> he was. He, I was debating for him as my comic actually. Love Samuel Jackson. Right. And the more you know, obviously a lot of his funniness is just him being him. Oh yeah. And not so much of him actually trying to be funny. And you know Samuel Jackson can do any role that you right. really want him to be. So like, if and I'm like, parts not falling out, but you know, like, true. And I'm like, I don't, you know, I, don't, I guess I'm thinking of this as a pretty high art movie. Okay. So, and I haven't okay. seen him in any of those roles recently. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. Okay, I'm gonna pick my comfort relief. Okay. Okay. And I'm I'm normally, a humble, I'm normally a humble guy. But I think I'm going to school you. <laughs> That's because my comic relief pick is Bill Murray. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Is he going to answer the phone? <laughs> I was going to say. I'm thinking. I'm thinking a Royal Tenenbaums role mm. where he can provide that Bill Murrayness, you know, essentially, in, in like three or four scenes, just like he was 
Gwyneth Paltrow's up is totally Bill Murray. Yeah. Okay, we're defining what comic relief is. For me, it's the guy that's he could have a big role, but it's the comic relief. He's right, funny, right, right. Yeah. So that that's that's what I'm going for when I when I when I'm picking my comic relief. Yeah. And also, who doesn't um, who doesn't love Bill Murray? So I'm also pandering to our voters because there you go. I forgot to mention also that we're gonna post these teams online, and then you can vote for which movie team movie see. team is your favorite, which yeah. movie you want to see. Yeah. For example, okay. And now I need to pick another. Okay. Let's see. I don't know if I want to pick. I don't know if I want to pick my director yet. This is like the defense essentially of your team, right? right? <laughs> so do you want to pick your defense too early or not? You know, I'm gonna pick my flex. I'm gonna pick my flex. Okay. Now, a flex is essentially something you can plug in that's anywhere. Right? Yeah. So you're supporting a cameo, or whatever. Woody Harrelson. Oh, that's a good flex. Well, yeah. Woody, Woody's always a good flex. Yeah. Love Woody Harrelson. He appeals to the dads. Yes. That's like a that's like a Kevin Costner pick, right? There. Right. You know, it's like it's like a better hey, actor though. Yeah. And I love Kevin Costner, no, but yeah, I think absolutely. he's a little notch above above him. But yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, this is hard. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take my flex too. It's, we should put this with budgets because I feel like all, uh, of, all of our budgets gonna be blown out. Um, but this, my, this is the Irishman. It's your two hundred million dollar <laughs> right? movie. That's what this. Is. Uh, so my flex. I'm gonna go Bradley Cooper. Ooh, okay. He was feel, on my shortlist. I feel like he can play. He I, he probably has played like every role. Him and and uh, what's his name from Twelve Years a Slave? I always just call him Twelve Years a Slave. But uh, uh, Chief Widow. Yeah, Chi- yeah, yeah. Chief Widow Edgy of Four. Yes, thank yes, you. yes. That's why I just call him Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, yeah. I love him. <laughs> but he's been everything. He's been like a you know he's been a, a slave. Obviously, he's been a villain. He's been a superhero. He's been oh yeah, yeah. drug dealer. Right. Everything. But I feel like Bradley Cooper is one of those guys who's played all uh, a bunch of different roles and he's been good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to finish out my supporting cast. Okay. Um. Okay. With an actor who's relatively new, actually. So I'd say he's probably in, like, the prime of his career. Mm. Um, great, brilliant actor from mm-hmm. one of my favorite television shows. Has been great in every movie he's been in. And that is Brian Tyree Henry. Ooh, um, I like him. From On Atlanta. Good um, he supporting. was just in the new uh, Child's Play movie. He was in Widows. Um, he was in HBO's Room 104. He's just, he's one of those people, we mentioned Robin Williams earlier, but for me right now, when I see Brian Tyree Henry on screen, I get I excited. It, yeah. I get, I get like, I'm like, great. So like Joker's coming out, right. and I was like, oh, Brian Tyree Henry's in this, and I know he'll be great. He was good in Child's Play, right. granted that movie didn't come together as much as I'd like it to, mm-hmm. but like, he was great in it. So Brian Tyree Henry, i big fan of him, and I'm excited to have him on my team. Um, with my next pick, <coughs> um, and... Let's start one. I think I'm going to go my flex here. Okay. I'm going to go my okay. flex. And I feel, I think my flex is going to be um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Ooh, okay. Love Jake Gyllenhaal. Right. I feel like he's a little underrated. Yeah. yeah. I think he's, he's, the mo- he's the most surprising underrated actor yeah. out there. I think, I think he yeah. can do it all, too. You know, he's been in comedies. He's been in dramas. He's a lot of dramas. Um, and, again, one of those people that, like, for me, per- I'm building this team for people that I like seeing on the screen. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing Jake Gyllenhaal on screen. I think, again, I think the writing was very strong in the new Spider-Man movie, right. so that really elevated it. But I think the way they did Mysterio and the character of Quentin Beck that they made him, mm-hmm. he did such a great job 
of being that character, and then he's just awesome in general. So, yeah, Jake Dillenhall, happy to have him as my flex, you know, just in case we can't figure out who Tilda Swinton's act playing <laughs> that day, <laughs> like, what character she is that day. Uh, so. Okay. All right, so, I, like, like you're saying, you're saying you're doing people who you like seeing. Yeah. I haven't seen him in, well, I guess recently, but he's been doing more blockbuster stuff. I'm gonna do Don Cheeto as my last supporting. Ooh, Don! People forget he can really act, man. Yeah, I love Don Cheeto. Hotel Rwanda. Get him out here, man. I like how I said Hotel Rwanda. Like as I like Hotel Rwanda. Nothing funnier about that. Um, but that's a great pick. Love mm-hmm. Don that's Cheeto. Absolutely. All right. I'm trying to figure out who. I think I'm going to run out my supporting cast. Okay. And this might be a surprise pick. Mm. But every movie I've seen her in, I've loved her in. Okay. Viola Davis. Oh, yeah. A great actress. One of the best. One of the best. Even when you have a movie as meh as Suicide Squad. Yeah. She's great. She, I mean, like, she's yeah, great she's in great it. In she's it. great in she's, she's great in Widows. Which, yeah. She's great in everything. She carried How to Get Away with Murder. Mm-hmm. She carries that show. Yeah. She's just, a, that's a great pick. Yeah. She's awesome. Okay. Now, I think I'm going to finally fill my director spot. We got a director, boys. I'll have to run. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run down my cast real quick. Alright. Because I feel like the, you, when, you, when you think about a director, you have to think about your cast and how well they will all mesh. So right now, I have Daniel Day-Lewis and Emma Stone as my leads. My supporting is Reese Witherspoon, Jamie Foxx and Viola Davis, Bill Murray, Comic Relief. It's a weird movie. I feel like I can see what that movie yeah. is Woody, about. Woody Harrelson, Flex. And, and you'll see why... You say it's weird, but I think it's going to be a good thing in this case because my, my director and who will probably get, write the movie, Paul Thomas Anderson... Hmm. PTA coming back, coming out, coming out of uh, doing his thing, writing a new film. I because mean, there is not a movie that I have seen that I haven't loved. Boogie Nights, uh, Magnolia, There Will Be Blood. You know, uh, why, why am I brain farting on the Adam Sandler movie? Uh, Punch Drunk Love. Punch Love. Yeah, and he, 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 so he can do ensemble pieces. Yeah. Where big actors have supporting roles and there's comedy and there's drama and it's well written and stuff like that. So if anybody can make a diverse cast work, other than a, maybe another team that I won't mention because I want yeah to name drop anybody. So someone's like, oh yeah, but it's yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, you did the two. Okay, so I guess we're going to do the director run. Uh, I'm going to do uh, Christopher Nolan. As my oh. director. That's a big pick. How he stayed on the board so long. <laughs> yeah, I, I, obviously I love all of his movies yeah. for the most part. He really can't do see, no wrong. He's insomnia. He directed oh, that probably. He? he did. Oh, okay. Great movie. Great movie. Yeah. Nice. And like, I feel like my cast is kind of like weird, but oh, I wanted yeah, to. I like it. It's I very heavy. So Christopher Nolan can do Wonder Woman. Wonders with that cast would be maybe over serious a little bit, but mm-hmm. great director. Love him. Great. Um, yeah. I forgot what movie it was in front of, but they showed a trailer for Tenet, the new Christopher Nolan. Yes, movie. and I um, forgot what it was it has, in front of, uh, but yeah, it was oh, in, Austin Shaw's, I think. Yeah, and it had, it had John David uh, Washington. So yeah. I love John David Washington too. Um, awesome. Yeah, that's a great pick. I'm gonna do my cameo spot here oh, because okay. I have a very specific cameo in mind that I want. Um, and if you look at my cast so far, Denzel, Tom, Brad Pitts, Tilda Swinton, Brian Tyree Henry, Jake Gyllenhaal, it's definitely a drama. It's definitely yeah, a drama movie. Yeah. Um, but my cameo, and I want to get him, this is a tough one, because he has retired from acting, but he's still alive. 
so I'm going to consider it an acceptable pick. Okay. Um, and that's Gene Hackman. Okay. Gene Hackman, not in a movie in a long time. And his last movie was Welcome to Mooseport with Ray Romano, <laughs> which made me very sad. Um, but I love Gene Hackman. Um, I think Conversation's one of the best movies ever made. Um, and I'm, like, I envision the scene where there's somebody very, very important that they need to talk to. Like, this guy, he's the important guy. Mm-hmm. And then they open the door, and it's Gene Hackman. And you're like, holy shit, it's, it's Gene, Gene Hackman. Hackman yeah. We haven't seen Gene in forever. Um, but then he rips off a mask, and it's Tilda Swinton. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my other pick is going to be... I'm going to go for a bench here. Okay. I'm going to go for a bench. And, you know, this one might be controversial too. But I love Adam Sandler. Love what? Him. Love Adam Sandler. I think he's been great in comedy. Boy, I think you just lost. <laughs> I think he's been great in comedy. So let me let me ask. If, who is he most likely to, to replace on your list? I think he could replace Comic Relief. I think if Tom Cruise okay. drops okay. it. Okay, that That's the thing, though. Okay. I think he could replace any of these people. Okay. Because Adam Sandler, if you've seen Punch Drunk Love, like, he's a good dr- okay. like drama actor. Rain on me. Like, mm. he's very good at serious roles. He just doesn't do them a lot. He's in a new movie called with called Uncut Gemstones by the Safdie Brothers, who did Good Time uh, two years ago, which was incredible, with Robert Pattinson. Mm. So, like, if I need him to be comic, he could do comedy. Okay. You know? And I think... Like, Merowitz stories, a Netflix film of him, Dustin Hoffman, right. and Stiller. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. Like, he can do those drama roles, so I can use him anywhere. I'd like him to be more of, like, a drama, like, fill-in here than a comic relief. Because that's where Because his iffy. comedy now is more iffy. his comedy in the 90s, yeah. which yeah. doesn't really play as well here. Although, I still like... I hated Ridiculous Six. I didn't like Sandy Wexler. But I liked... I didn't... I liked... Uh, Date Night or Cruise Night or the new one with Jennifer Aniston that he was in. Oh, that I was okay. Isn't that like the murder mystery Yeah, one? the murder mystery. Didn't hate it. Okay. Um, but I like Adam Sandler. I just think, like, again, for me, when I see Adam Sandler, like, I'm like, oh, Adam Sandler's in this. I like Adam Sandler. Okay. So, and that's really what this list is. Again, a weird list because, yeah. you know, Gene Hackman's a weird cameo. Right. Um, but one that I'm like, I, I, like, if I saw a movie today and Gene Hackman showed up, be kind of, I'd yeah. be very excited because I'm like, Gene, it's good to see you. It's like a Sean Connery. Sean Connery showed up. Right. You know, because he retired from acting a long time ago as well. Okay. Uh, so, I guess with my pick, since we're going cameo, and we actually talked about it right before you brought it up, I'm going to go Dave Chappelle, because he seems, he, yeah, you know, Dave. he's in uh, A Star is Born. I feel like he knocks out those little, like, roles where he just, oh, Dave Chappelle's here. Yeah. <laughs> just to be the nice friend to, to, like, talk somebody out or something. Yeah, so. yeah. Definitely, I'm going to take Nice. Him. Love Dave. Okay. I'm going to go with my bench as well. And I'm going to do it because... You know how you, when you're doing your draft, you draft somebody and then you kind of... Re, you, well, you don't regret it, but... There's somebody that you find and then you draft them and then you trade your other person. Mm-hmm. So, I drafted Reese Witherspoon. But there was somebody else that I wanted to draft I just yeah, faced. We told you it was high. Julianne Moore. Oh, Julianne okay. Moore, okay. Okay. Interesting pick. I like Julianne Moore. I think she's a great actress in a lot of good movies. Yeah. Good, good bench pick. Good yeah. bench pick. Mm-hmm. You know, she took over for uh, 
Jodie Foster in uh, Silence of the Lambs for Hannibal. You yeah. know, so she's she's done it before, yeah. um, taken over roles. So yeah. that's a quality benchmark, yeah. especially with Paul Thomas Anderson. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Magnolia. Magnolia. yeah. I'm gonna go with my cameo as well. This is a, like you, like he's not, he's not retired, but he's never officially announced he's retired. But he hasn't been in movies in a long time. I like it. I like those types of picks. That's right. who I want to see in a cameo. Yes. And he's somebody that I think if you could take him off of a literal bench because he regularly sits next to a bench now and try to convince him, hey, can you do like a scene or two? It's Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great pick. Jack Nicholson's yeah. wonderful actor. Again, yeah, but he, he really has like kind of stepped away. I don't know. Like, there was a rumor that he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like as a cameo. Well, some someone that was in the movie. I think it's it. I don't know his name, but he's the guy that was just cast to play Elvis in the uh, Baz Luhrmann Elvis musical okay. coming out. But he said that that Jack Nicholson was in it. But it could have been just a slip of the tongue too. Yeah, probably. Ty. Yeah, yeah, we're getting down to the end of the board. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do my bench or my cameo. You know, I'm just gonna do bench, and you know it's. There's not a lot of, like, younger black, like, actresses that are, I don't know, in the same, like, realm as Lupita. Yeah. They're usually a little bit older. But I'm going to go with Regina King. Ooh, good pick. Oh, yeah. I love my Regina bench. King. I thought you were going to go Zendaya. Ooh, that would have been wild. Yeah, I like yeah, Zendaya. Great pick. I she's not Zendaya. quite, I do love Zendaya, but she's yeah. not quite in that great league, pick. but yeah. Um, so... I'm going to get my bench and cameo out of the way, and then I'll just have director because I don't have to worry. You yeah, I agree. Unless I'll, I'll take another one. <laughs> yeah. Um, flex. Um, <laughs> who would I want to see as my bench? There's a lot of great actresses out here that I still have. Um, man, it's so, it's so hard because, like, I have so many great people on this list too. I still have like Keanu Reeves, right. you know, Constance Wu, um, Nicolas Cage. Well, like, I do like Constance um, Wu. You know, so many great people. But again, I want to go with people that I love seeing in movies, and I love Kate Blanchett. Mm. So I'm gonna use Kate Blanchett as my second bench, because um, I love, love, love Kate Blanchett. Um, Carol is one of my favorite movies. Um, her and Rudy Mara love story um, and then for my other cameo for my other cameo oh man this is tough this is tough if I ever had a fantasy draft growing up Morgan Freeman would definitely be on it Right. love Morgan love Morgan he seems perfect for a cameo. He too. does seem perfect for a cameo. Almost too perfect. Exactly. Well, I think I'm going to switch it up a little bit. And my other cameo is going to be John Goodman. Oh. I love John Goodman. <laughs> Just love John Goodman because he can do everything. He does comedy. He does drama. And he's just another one. Righteous Gemstone. No, that's not it. Uh, 
what is it? Uh, yeah, Righteous Gemstones airs tomorrow on HBO. First episode with him, Walton Goggins, Danny McBride. Great. Did you watch Vice Principals? I did. I love it. Incredible. I, yeah. I, Danny McBride, I'm, love I'm in on. So yeah. there, it, he has a new show tomorrow. I'm in board because I'm John Goodman. Come on. Yeah. On my television set every Sunday? Stop. That's why <laughs> Big, Big Little Lies season two didn't come together. But I was like, hey, every Sunday I get to sit down and, see and watch Street. Meryl yeah. Streep, Reese Witherspoon, Laura Dern, Shailene Woodley. I'm like, come on. Like, that's amazing. Good job. Peak TV. Um, so, yeah. So, I only have one more spot left. So, Ty. Okay. This is hard because I got to get to Cameo. And I feel like we established that Cameos are usually, like, somebody you haven't seen in a while. be nice to just see them in a movie. Yeah. Well, or somebody that, like, you know, can command a scene. You know? Or you'd like to see in a movie, yeah. too. You know? Like, someone that, like, you know, doesn't really do, you know, too much. Like a Tyreek Stanfield. Mm. Um, you know, just come playing one of his wacky characters. <laughs> Um, oh, man, this is hard. You know who was a good cameo? Who? Uh, Army Hammer in uh, Sorry to Bother You. Wait, oh, yeah, he's just there. And he's just like, that's, Army a perfect, Hammer? that's a perfect cameo. It's so like, random. holy shit, it's Army Hammer. <laughs> right? And he just plays like this coked up drug right? guy. And I was like, hell yeah. Okay, this is random as hell, but I'm going to go Julia Roberts. Oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. J Rob. It's coming for a random scene. Why not? Okay. <laughs> I love Julia Roberts. Yeah. I love Julia Roberts. I really liked... You know what? Nobody chose... Well, the draft's not over yet, but George Clooney. Nobody, Nobody chose, chose Clooney. George. Nobody chose Leo. I, mean, I can still take him as my director. George does direct. Mm. True. But, you know, he Nobody chose Leo, and I don't know if there's any spots left for him to go unless you're going to put him on your bench. A director, I have a spot for director. <laughs> but. So the next two people I'm going to pick, they could they could be bench or cameo. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of debating where to pick them. Yeah. Because the person I want for my cameo can do a cameo. Right. Awesome. But the other guy, does he deserve to be on my bench? Does he, does he, or is he better than that? Again, if you got the budget, I don't think bench guys have to replace. I mean, if they can, you know, if they, you want them, if you want them to get them in there, find a okay. way. Okay, all right, cool. All right, so, okay, so my cameo, Christopher Walken. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, Great yeah. cameo. <laughs> Great cameo. Yeah. Um, you know, like Pulp Fiction, he did a scene and just one like scene. one scene. This blew watch, out the car. Right. you know where I got this right. watch? Yeah, and I know everyone kind of, or a lot of people view him as like a caricature now, but like he can act. Oh, yeah, he's absolutely. No, sure. Yeah. He's so he'll be my second cameo, and then I'll pick Morgan Freeman uh, as the bench. Yeah. Okay. Who is Morgan Freeman? I hope he replaces Emma Stone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Emma, right? well, you said, hey, you said if you could fit him in, I'll fit Morgan Freeman. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, Morgan Freeman. Uh, Emma had to go do Zombieland three. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Alongside, who was your other leading? Uh, Daniel Day Lewis. See, like, that's a great movie because that's an event now. Because Daniel Day Lewis, like, when he acts, it's an event because mm-hmm. he doesn't act in a lot of movies. So cool. Um, and then right, I got one more bench. And I need somebody to to at least like cover one of my leadings, so I'm going Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman to cover a leading role. I got to. I got to get somebody from Mahershala, man. That's rough. Hey, man. I like Chadwick Boseman, but I don't know if he's leading role material. Oh, man. Ouch! Ouch! Wow, he's been leading man in a bunch of movies, and they've made money and they've been good. Which yeah. movies? All the ones that are about black historical figures. He's like Tom Forty-two. Hanks. He plays the historical people. Yeah, he's 42. James Brown. He was good in. James Brown, he was good in. Yeah. Uh, Thurgood Marshall. 
Yeah, I don't know about that, that one. I'm just saying historical figures. You right. know, he's got the okay. No, that's a good pick. I like Chadwick Bosman. Yeah, it's either you know what I'm saying the cover Mahershala is either him or and I don't. I mean, Michael B. Jordan's good, but I don't know. I'm not. I'm not as big on him. Glover. Ah. No, okay, he took Jamie Foxx from me. I would have won Jamie Foxx. Yeah, Jamie Foxx would have been. Good. Yeah, and then I'm like, I don't, I don't, and then I'm like, I don't need to replace no Meryl Streep. No Will Smith. Oh. He's Gemini Man. He's two people. Ah. He's people. Um, so I'm very excited to announce as my final pick as director, we have an all-star cast for this film that nobody is going to see because I'm choosing Dennis Villanueva as my director. <laughs> what did What did he direct? Prisoners with Jake Gyllenhaal. And oh, Jackman. that was a wild movie. Arrival with Amy Adams. I have not seen that yet. Blade Runner 2049. Uh, Paige keeps telling me that's amazing. That's movie. great. Yeah. He yeah. makes incredible movies that nobody, nobody goes to go see. <laughs> okay. He's making a Dune movie right now that has literally every famous person. Dune is an old 80s sci-fi movie. Mm. Based on a book. Yeah. He has everybody un- famous person in this movie. I don't know how he convinced people to give him. He also made a lot of great movies. Incendies, which is a French movie. Polytechnique, which is well, about Arrival the shooting. Arrival was nominated for a bunch of Oscars. Oh, yeah. Arrival. yeah. Arrival's incredible. All of his movies are incredible. I don't mm-hmm. think... Uh, he did Sicario. Yeah, I love Sicario. All Why didn't he do the second one? All of his movies... I know, he should have. All of his He didn't do the second one. I um, wish he did. Yeah, I know. Um, all of his movies are incredible. Mm-hmm. It's just like a Shane Black. They don't make money. Nobody yeah. goes to see him. Yeah. So I'm very excited to okay. get someone of his caliber. See, when you, when you were saying, do I want to pick them? I thought you were going to pick the Coen brothers. That's what I thought. The Coen brothers, would you guys would have given me both of them for director? If I yes. had the Coen brothers? Yes. Yeah, because they come as a duo. Like, yeah. like the Russo yeah, brothers come as a duo. That would be a great movie, and this movie actually would fucking play <laughs> to the Coen brothers. Because yeah, like Pitt and, Pitt and Tilda Swinton, um, they've all been in... Uh, Coen Brothers movies, but yeah. So let's real quick, uh, you know. So do you want to re- you want to yeah. recap your own teams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's recap our own teams. Okay. Um, so an untitled feature that might have some production troubles, and we're very excited for it to make less <laughs> than thirty million at the box office. We have Denzel Washington and Tom Hanks in leading roles. I would definitely see that movie. Um, that. In Philadelphia too. No, <laughs> um, I don't really know. Like, I, was, I, I don't think we have enough time to figure out what our movie would be. But maybe right. that's something we think on for a yeah. future episode. Yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely see this as more of like a drama-ish that has comedic elements. But it's mm-hmm. definitely like a not as funny as a burn after reading. But right. like sort of a that type of darker. Well, it has to have some sci-fi element because you've got Dennis Villeneuve directing. Yeah, I mean, you know, Sicario. I mean, uh, he's done a lot of movies that haven't been sci-fi, but um, Villeneuve is great. Um, directed by Dennis Villeneuve, um, so we'll put a bunch of movies nobody's seen in the titles, like from the director of. Um, <laughs> supporting actors, uh, we don't know how big their roles are, and for some reason we have not found Tilda Swinton yet. Mm. Um, but Tilda Swinton. Brad Pitt and Brian Tyree Henry. Um, cameos, we have Gene Hackman and John Goodman. Um, for a comedic relief, we have Tom Cruise. Not sure how big or small of a role he's going to have, but as he was in Magnolia and Tropic Thunder, we know he can do comedy very well. Um, uh, directed by Dennis Villanueva. Our bench, a very interesting bench in Adam Sandler and Kate Blanchett. I would like to be a fly on that wall. Hey, I'm Adam. I'm Kate Blanchett. Um, and our flex, which this is very big because I think he ties this movie together. 
And that's Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal did, worked with Dennis Villanueva before in Prisoners. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, a movie called that Enemy. And was... a movie called Enemy where it's him and a doppelganger of him. It's very wild. It's another wild movie. If you haven't seen Enemy, very good. Just very weird. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he's my flex in Untitled Movie that is going to make no money in the box office. <laughs> and we're very similar. Also, people, go see Blade Runner 2049. That's amazing. It's incredible. Amazing. And none of you saw it. It's three hours. <laughs> none of you saw it. <laughs> I, I, I was close to picking Ryan Gosling somewhere. I was very close. I always thought about very Ryan Gosling. Very interesting that nobody chose Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Ty ran a poll of fav- best actor or favorite actor. At, at some does. point, putting Leonardo DiCaprio supporting is almost disrespectful. That, and budget. I didn't... I was like, when's the last time he's been a supporting actor? Would that make sense? Am I just doing that? Like, I thought him taking a pay cut so him and Brad Pitt could be leads in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was a, a major, like, you know, acquiescence on his well, part. Well, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio also somebody, his last movie was Revenant, so he doesn't do a lot of movies. You know, right. like that True. was five years ago. True. So, you know, it would have been interesting to see um, Leonardo in there, yeah. too. But, Ty, talk to me about your movie. All right, so I got Mahersha Ali as, a, as one of my leadings okay. with Meryl Streep, Hot which right is going to be... Random, right? And then I got that is a weird movie. It is, it is. That. And like the the more I'm reading, who's on my thing? I got Lupita, I got Charlize, uh, Don Cheadle, uh, and then I got Dave Chappelle in the cameo role. So same with Julia Roberts. And then because I have Samuel Jackson as a comic relief, I'm like maybe I should have just picked Quentin Tarantino as my director. That'd be a funny one. Would have been a, a weird <laughs> yeah. like I feel like he would have yeah. tied that together. But I still love Christopher Nolan as the director. Yeah. It could might it could probably be kind of like a an intense like this is an thriller action, drama. This is, yeah, this yeah. Is an action thriller. Like, drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I got you know Bradley Cooper as a flex. He could just be in there doing something. I'm sure he'd be great at that. I envision this movie as Mahershala Ali doing like the thriller drama out like in the field or right. something. Right, and Meryl Streep is, is like is like yep. the like the person who's yes. like his boss. Yep, and like Lupita's like is like you know somebody a love interest. Yeah. Lupita yeah. might actually be in the field with him. It's right. like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd yeah, watch, yeah, watch it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you got Julia Hans Roberts Zimmer's in there. Hans Zimmer's score, yes. Bel Aaron in the background, mm-hmm. Hans Zimmer music. I'd watch it. Yeah, and then we yeah. got we got Regina King off the bench and Chadwick Boseman as, you know, Robert Placement. If somebody had to be a, the bad guy in your movie out of your list, who would be the Ooh. bad guy in your film? Ooh, uh, maybe Don Cheeto or... Charlie's name probably what should What about Streep as the could bad be, guy? Could be Streep as the bad yeah. guy. Oh, yeah, I, actually, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jason, talk to us about All right, show. so I actually have my project. Oh. So there's a book I haven't read yet, but the description is one that I, I think would make a great movie. Like like taking Ready Player One into that new book. I enjoyed Ready Player One, even though it was perfect. I have to watch that. Yeah. But there's a book called F- Fucking USA, FKN USA, and it's like a dystopian America, and a review described it as a cross between The Wizard of Oz, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, The Road, and Ready Player One. From the guy that just made a movie about a dressmaker. But he made Inherent Vice, Boogie Nights, Magnolia. Yeah, of course. You know. Yeah, it would be I, an interesting pick yes, for PTA. Absolutely. <laughs> but I think because he's, 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 he's not conventional... He can take something that's not conventional and do a really good job with it. It'd be interesting to see if he would ever want to, though, because like, well, it's your movie, so it's going. This is a to. fictional. Yeah, it's going yeah. to because so, like, I don't see him like directing like a uh, like a something based off something. Right. I feel like all of his movies are original concepts. Aaron Vice was a that's true. Yeah, 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 sure, no, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that's awesome. So go through your okay. cast. So directed by, as you said, Paul Thomas Anderson. Mm-hmm. Its leads are 
Daniel Day-Lewis and Emma Stone. That's Sup- a weird combination, too. Supporting cast of Reese Witherspoon, Jamie Foxx, and Viola Davis. Mm-hmm. Your cameos are Jack Nicholson and Christopher Walken. Your flux is Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. Bill Murray is Comic Relief. And your bench is Julianne Moore and Morgan Freeman. That's okay. interesting. Yeah, that's an like interesting I'm thinking group. like Daniel Day Lewis is a dad, but I don't know. I haven't heard that book, so I don't know how it applies. Yeah, it would be interesting. I mean, Daniel Day Lewis controls this movie, right? Yeah, like, it's centered on him. It yeah. is 2085, and Trucky Wallace, a factory worker in Crunchtown 407, has no Trucky ambi- Wallace, <laughs> formerly Little Rock, Arkansas, before the secessions, has no grand ambitions besides maybe possibly losing. Well, maybe not. I don't know. But I think if you take that, I think. It, that that could work for him. I don't know. Okay. It would be interesting. It would definitely be interesting. For yeah. me, it would have, but it would, if it's not based on this book, it would be some sort of Morgan like, Freeman plays the president, quirky yes. ensemble <laughs> piece, you know, with, with good dialogue and you know. So yeah. like, I'm thinking like Daniel Day Lewis is the dad, Emma Stone's the daughter. You know what I mean? That, that, that would be a hard sell to get yeah. Daniel Day Lewis to play a dad. Dad, yeah, but it's like a good, you know, not like you know the stereotypical stuff. But. Or it could be Emma Stone's like an abandoned. And that's his niece or something Ooh, like that. He's yeah, got to, he's got to yeah. like take care of her now because of like this dystopian thing happened. Mm-hmm. It's a he's, she's a burden to him, but you know she's a, she's jaded. But there's a heart of gold in there, just like her character in Birdman. Okay, you know, yeah, hmm. that's an interesting one because like I can definitely like I can see all of these movies in my head. I mean, I honestly, in all honesty, I can see ties, like, the most in a weird way. Yeah. Mainly because of, like, what Christopher Nolan, like, has done. Usually does, Again, thriller, action movie. Right. Absolutely. Again, it's just, it's, for me, for me, that's a great cast, but it's, it's defining, again, just like how you guys are saying, Daniel, it's defining the Mahershal Merrill relationship. That's so important. And, like, mine's a little bit easier because we've seen Tom and Denzel act together. Before, yes. Um, But there are also two actors who are... You know, like in the '90s, they were like on the up and up, and oh, now yeah, yeah, Tom Hanks yeah. and Denzel are like settled in. So it has a different feeling than the oh, two yeah. legends absolutely. together, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, and like I said, we don't probably don't have a lot of Denzel left in us. Not because he's gonna die, no. but because <laughs> like, what? What's going on? <laughs> because I don't plot twist. Yeah. That's yeah. what inside information when Denzel um, Washington is like help. Yeah, yeah. Same with Gene Hackman. You know, we don't have a lot of Gene Hackman yeah, left in us because not. he's getting up there. So I feel like Denzel, because you know, he did Fences, right? He directed. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he wants to probably like move more yeah, towards directing that. and things like that. And like I said, I just again, all of our picks for people that we like, mm-hmm. you know, and like you know, some of these people like Jason had like a a list like five pages long. Yeah, yeah eighty something. And people. like you know, you you hold people up like even like I was thinking about getting Paul Giamatti in there. Uh, <laughs> I had know, Robert like, Downey Jr. Yeah. Like, I had Natalie Portman. Like, I, was I was thinking, thinking maybe about... Jim Carrey is a, yeah, is a dramatic cameo somewhere. Jim yeah. Carrey would be a great cameo. Have you seen Kidding on Showtime? No. no. It's very good. It's a drama movie. Yeah. show. It's there's good. So many, there's so much good stuff I out know, that I just don't. Time. Like, the, what's the one about Roger Ailes that, that uh, Russell Crowe is playing? Yeah, oh, yeah. the loudest voice in the room. And I yeah. heard that's amazing, too. I'm like, I'm not Hit kidding. It's on Cinemax, though, right? Showtime. Yeah. Showtime? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the Ben Stiller-directed miniseries. Uh, Escape from Dagger Road. That's on Showtime. Showtime's got a lot. They do. Don Cheadle's got some. Paul Dano's a great actor, too. Oh, yeah, was it? Black Monday, right? Yeah. Yeah, so much. I know, there's so much stuff. Like, it's peak television, but nobody's got the time to watch. Yeah. I feel like I watch a lot. Showtime's a network. It's like, 
It's like having a a, a, like a co-worker or if you're in school classmate that has all this cool shit you're just like, nah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think CBS owns Showtime and I think Tampa owns Showtime. So it might be in the whatever the thing they're doing. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, these are all great movies. Um, Jason will post these lists on Facebook or... Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, probably a day so. or two after I post the episode just so people have time to listen yeah. and you know, get so, opinions on you know, you know, like I said, you. you can vote for them and in the comments too you can talk about like what you think the movie right. would yeah. be. You know, like, let us know your ideas yeah. for, like, with, like, these casts that we got. Because let's be honest, if anybody comes to you and says, hey, we have the budget, here's who's in our movie, and hands any of these lists, Netflix. this, yeah, you're this going movie's to... getting made. Yeah. I mean, but it's very hard to get all of these, these people, people in our movie, movie together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, it's always super interesting, um, and that was fun. Yeah, it was, that was, that was yeah, a lot was of fun. fun. Um, I should have Mallory do this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that would have been great, too. I mean, you know, her list would have been drastically different. Like Adam Driver probably would have been <laughs> yeah. the first pick. Now, I'm, no, none of us picked Adam Driver, Timothy Chalamet, uh, Lucas Hedges, Soror, what, how do you put uh, Lady Bird Act, yeah, 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 yeah. So I can't say all the young, all the young, driving. all the up and coming people. None of us pick. I'm the, I'm off of the Timothy Timothy Chalamet train because I feel like he's everywhere. You know. I think the most like young up and comer on my list is Brian Tyree Henry. Mm. Probably Chazard Bosman for you. Yeah. That's Mine is Emma Stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I skewed older on my list. Yeah, we were really, yeah a lot she older. Counts. She she counts. So just put yeah. eleven on here as a Academy cameo Award or winner. Something. Okay, all of our performances are anchored by Academy Award winners. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna sneak Jim Carrey in here somehow. No. <laughs> no I think about it. it. Um, but yeah, awesome. That was fun. Yeah. All right, that concludes another episode. So until next time. Um, before oh. we go, make sure you check out Ty's Oh, Ty's podcast. Uh, yes. The Bucket Up Podcast. Yes, we'll, put a, we'll put a link to we'll, it. We'll put a link up on there, but it's available everywhere yes, too, right? Yes, yeah. we do like movies. Not as in-depth as this as this podcast. We do movies, uh, music, pop culture, you know, stupid questions, all that stuff. So. Awesome. All right. And you can right. find Jason on Twitter. Yes, at and, Shopology. Yep. And you can listen to me on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much yes, for listening thanks, guys. we really do appreciate it absolutely have a, have a good day